Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Welcome to the Social Media Show. My name is Nate Forrest, and uh, you just listened to Tom Challen. If you're not following Tom Challen, 
you were hiding under a rock. I'm out here in my backyard, and I can't believe I literally just put my foot on a rock right here in my backyard, and you are hiding under a rock. If you're not following Tom Challen and uh, paying attention to his content, he has over 600, 700, maybe 800,000 people now on TikTok that follow him, creates a lot of good content on YouTube, and uh, just knows how to deliver value, inspire people, and move people into action. And what we're going to talk about today on the social media show, we take over the Breakfast with Champions room every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and noon on Fridays. And we're just here to bring you some clarity, help you uh, uh, with some tips, maybe a little bit of understanding on things that you can do right now, things that you can do to take your business forward, to, you know, to, to move the needle, to get results. And I want to have a little bit of fun today because... The World Series of Poker is here in Las Vegas, and I've got lots of friends coming in town to play poker. Some of them come out here and play for the whole month. It's, a, it's actually about a six, week, six weeks of tournaments. Now, the World Series of Poker, for those of you that don't know, is a series of hundreds of tournaments. Now, the actual bracelet events where you can win a famous World Series of Poker bracelet, I think that's about... 50 or 60 of those tournaments but then there's also other tournaments you can buy in like a little bit later today i'm going to go to another casino in town because there's a lot of poker players in town and me and my buddy we're going to buy into a 200 tournament 200 tournament and, and uh play play today and try to win some money so we played a little bit of poker this week but we're also i'm um, also going to be real busy this week not going to get after the tournament today not going to uh, be able to play poker this weekend because we have a big event coming in town, the Level Up U event with Becker Brazil and Rachel Weaver. But I want to talk to you today because the World Series of Poker in town, what does this have to do with the social media show and using social audio to deliver your message and get results uh, for your business? Well, in poker, there's certain things that successful poker players do. I want to have a little bit of fun, pass it around. Open up your mic if you know what a successful poker player does while at the poker table. What are just some of the things that you see poker players on TV, maybe you've played poker, or maybe you just have a guess, open your mic and just say, what does a poker, a successful poker player do? So Nate, I haven't played poker in many years. This is Tony C. But what I do recall is uh, paying close and playing, paying close attention, attention to the table, to each of the players, you know, watching the gestures. Yes, sir. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, there's a, a sense of anxiety, you know, uh, that that helps with, um, you know, you deciding on what what move you need to make. Uh, so, again, I haven't played in a while, but that's one thing I do. That's remember. a good one. They're real attentive. Anybody else? They watch the, the tells, just like you said. They watch the tells and they stay calm, cool and collected. This is Lady Michelle. Yes, lady. The best poker players stay. They They keep the same look. And uh, the best of the best can uh, can actually have fun, tell stories, and laugh, and get away with it. But the uh, the weaker players, you got to be careful because if you start talking, eating, moving your eyes, we can see what you're up to, and we know we know if you're nervous or not. Anybody else? Open your mic. One more, one or two more people. If you know what a successful poker player does, what are some of the things they do at the poker table? What do they do with their hands? What's in front of them on the poker table? They fake people out, Nate. They fake people out. <laughs> and what, yes, I love that. Yes, they make people, they tell a story. Now, this could be a whole hour in itself, which is where I wasn't going with this, but they tell a story to make you believe a certain thing. If they have a really good hand, sometimes you can't avoid telling the story that you have a really good hand because you have to put chips in the, in the pot 
And a, and a one thing, if you have a good hand, a weak player will make the mistake of uh, trying to be too, too sneaky. And if you're too sneaky, meaning you check and then you check again and then you check again, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, we're, we're done. There's only one more bet and I have a full house. I better finally bet a little bit. That's actually a, a mistake because then you might win the pot and you might have fooled the guy. He never knew you had a full house, but he uh, but you don't win any money. So that's definitely a contribute. You want to be sneaky. Sometimes, you know, you don't raise just from the from the jump all the time. So that's a good one. The reason why I ask you guys this question, there's so many different uh, poker is a complex game, just like your business, your business. You guys are building a business, but there are things we can do to simplify it. in business. Sometimes we over uh, we overanalyze, we overthink creating content. So what I want to talk to you today is the one thing I was looking for. And there was no wrong answer because, like I said, poker players, there's a lot of different things. You got to tell a story. You got to be calm. You got to you got to know your bet sizing. You have to know uh, you bet a certain amount based on the uh, one guy who has a really big chip stack. But another guy has a really short chip stack. So you might bet differently. Uh, you got to know when to go all in. Obviously, poker is there's a lot of folding in poker. There's a lot of truth when Kenny Rogers and the gambler said you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them because you really got to fold most of your hands and you got to know what to do with the hands that you are going to play. So the reason why I bring this up, guys, the World Series of Poker here is in, in Las Vegas. I love to play poker. I've been playing poker for 25 years or so. And the one critical thing that poker players do is what well, they have to do, like in a poker tournament especially, and even when you buy them and get chips and sit down in a cash game, is, you, is you, you stack your chips. The difference between a really good player and a bad player is the good players are constantly, you see these big stacks, these big poker stacks. And so that's not something you're doing uh, at the table to create the success, but the end result, what, what does a successful poker player want in a poker tournament where only one person ends up at the end? They get all the chips. When you play a cash game, the goal is not to get all the chips. Your just goal is to win some of the chips, to sit down with, let's say you sit down with 1,000, and if you leave with 1,200 or 1,500 or 2,000, that's a successful day. But a poker tournament, you keep playing until every single person, and then, so we're talking about the World Series of Poker, you keep playing until every single person is knocked out of the tournament, and usually the winner of the tournament wins a, a percentage of the prize pool, sometimes as much as 40%, but usually around 20 or 30% of the prize pool. They don't really have tournaments anymore. Every once in a while they do, but they don't really have tournaments anymore where just one person wins the whole thing, unless it's just like one table with nine or ten people and you play till one person wins the whole thing. But the reason why I bring this up is because in poker, I want you guys to imagine in front of you a stack of chips and you've got like more chips than anybody at the table. You're stacking your chips. And so I want to kind of talk about the things that we can do today when a lot of it's going to be social audio, the things you can do to stack your chips in your favor. Because in poker, one of the biggest uh, uh, advantages or biggest key success ingredients in poker that you don't hear people talk about a lot is the more chips you have, the more damage you can do at the poker table. Once you stack a bunch of chips, if you know how to raise, you know, raise a little bit more, not big raises, not just like so reckless big raises, but if you know how to consistently raise the pot, you'll win a bunch of small pots and sometimes those can add up. You can bluff more. When the chips are stacked in your favor, you can bluff more. When the chips are stacked in your favor, people are a little bit more intimidated. They're more likely to fold when you have that bluff. Um, you can, so you can, you can, you can just do more damage. You can navigate the poker table a little bit more. It's always fun when people, because you've been winning and sometimes you've been winning just because you've had good cards and been a little bit lucky. 
but it's always fun when you can stack the chips in your favor and kind of run the table over. They, they have a little bit more fear of you. You just see more spots when you can bluff. And when you're, when you're running bad, the cards haven't been in your favor and you might be losing. People are just a little bit more likely to call your bet because they might sense that you're frustrated or they just might not, they might call your bluffs a little bit more. So in poker, we'll finish the poker analogy right now. We, we stack our chips in our favor. We, we have all in moments where we, we make critical decisions. Sometimes we put all our chips in the pot, and sometimes those all-in moments are just when we make bets, critical bets, critical bluffs to win a big pot. But we're at the end of the day, we're stacking our chips. So what can we do in social media, social audio, to stack our chips in our favor? And my good friend Jackie Minsky is going to join me soon today. When she pops in here, we're going to talk a little bit about branding and uh, how, how to stack our chips in our favor by maybe uh, being on a podcast, podcast guest. Uh, Alexander Gonzalez is going to join us soon. He's going to bring some heat to the day. Good morning, Alexander Gonzalez. Can't wait tomorrow. He's going to be joining me here in Las Vegas and uh, for the Level Up U event. But guys, on the social media show today, we're talking about what you can do to stack your chips in your favor, what things you can do. And one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about today that uh, we talked about last night in my mastermind on Facebook is something I think a lot of people are miss are, are not paying attention to. One thing that we've done here on the social media show uh, in the Breakfast with Champions Club and something that anybody can do is I want you to the first way to stack the chips in your favor for your business, especially if you're if you're starting off, if you're in a small business, a solo business, a network marketing business, an online business, you're just trying to figure out how to make money online. Instead of just going at it alone, I want you guys to the first tip I have for you today to stack the chips in your favor is I want you to start thinking about strategic collaborations. I want you to start looking around. I want you to start networking with people. I want you to start sliding into DMs and looking for people that are at a similar place in business. Maybe just a little bit behind where you're at. Maybe you're already getting results and you connect with somebody that's not getting results. Or, or maybe somebody that's a little bit ahead of you. You can tell that they're, you know, maybe a little bit more successful than you, but they're like-minded. They think like you. You can tell that, you know, maybe they're uh, in a similar business as yours, uh, uh, maybe a different health and wellness business or a different network marketing business, or they're in a, uh, you can just tell they're trying to make money online with their whatever business it is. I want you guys to start thinking about strategic collaborations. And, and one thing to, since today's social audio Wednesday, and a lot of times we talk about social audio and we talk about other social media strategies here in Clubhouse is who can you partner with? Who can you partner with? And I've been studying Proverbs a lot over the last few months. And Proverbs, uh, King Solomon, you know, the wealthiest person, uh, a lot of uh, uh, scholars say that King Solomon might have been the wealthiest person to ever live. But he talks about the power of collaboration. So one of the most powerful way that you can stack your chips in your favor and create all in moments that create success in your business, in your life is to find effective people to partner with, people that are moving forward, people that think like you. If you're, if you're a believer, people that believe like you, that uh, you know, look to God for their answers. Proverbs 15, 22 tells us, without counsel, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they, su they succeed. So who can we counsel with? Who can we bring in our lives? With the social media show, guys, just to kind of give you one way that you can start stacking the chips in your favor with using social audio, the social media show and Breakfast with Champions both wouldn't be here if if uh, if I didn't reach out to people like Alexander Gonzalez and Tom Challen and uh, and and man Kelsey Stark and Ashley Brandstead or Marcus Black and say hey let's just show up each day and do a show and help people with their social media let's just show up each day give free value and help people take steps figure out steps tips tricks strategies 
Now, and, and so we've been here since January, late January, 2021 and breakfast with champions, the same thing, early 2021, first, second week in January, Glenn Lundy reached out to people like Scott Simons, Brian Benstock, Danelle Delgado, uh, Lisa Copeland, uh, Brielle Ritchie. There's so many people that, that were here since the beginning. I, you know, if I, it's just dozens of people that he reached out to. And I'll never forget that first day when the breakfast with champions room was right here on clubhouse that, uh, you know, he was bringing in, you know, people like Grant Cardone popped in and, and just so many people in the discussions were like, wow, this is a powerful discussion. We've got, you know, uh, some of the most successful entrepreneurs online just sharing their secrets and strategies and having a conversation about what works in their business and what people need to pay attention to. And so really start thinking about whatever your social media strategy is. The first thing I want you guys to think about today to stack the chips in your favor, start stacking the chips in your favor in your business is, is effective collaborations, effective partners. Uh, you can start your own show. You know, you, now if you don't want to start your own show, just start a monthly room, start a weekly room on Clubhouse. If you're not ready to open up a room on Clubhouse that just doesn't feel like your jam, uh, do a weekly live on Instagram. Reach out to two or three people and say, hey, hey, Alexander, or, hey, hey, Tom Channel, let's do a weekly live on Instagram and let's just teach people some personal development tips or let's share, let's share some mindset hacks. Let's share some social media strategies. Let's share some Instagram strategies. Let's teach people how to create better reels or better stories, uh, what, what to do with their stories, I should say. A lot of people don't know really what to do with their Instagram stories. So there's different things that you can teach that you can showcase and you can start getting attention in the marketplace, start making noise in the marketplace. But it, it's it's a, it's a faster accelerator, just like on your car. You can go five miles an hour or you can go 80 miles an hour if you push the accelerator a little hard. And uh, uh, King Solomon in Proverbs talks about how our fastest accelerator in business is to partner with effective people. So before I kind of go through some more tips today on how you can use social audio, and I'm going to give you guys some specific things you can do, specific things you can do to start getting more attention, getting more followers, generating leads and things like that. But I think it all starts at a place where you, where you can partner with somebody. If you've partnered with somebody that's uh, made a difference in your business or, or you have a question about the types of people that you should partner with and, uh, and, and kind of start taking steps in the, in the positive direction to stack your chips, to stack your chips in your favor, flash your mic and jump in. And uh, if there's anything you'd like to share about somebody that you've partnered with that's made a difference in your business or life. Hey, hey I'll share something. Go ahead, Stephen, and then I saw Jessica. Stephen and then Jessica. Hey, uh, you know, I, I, I found a number of people on this app, and you know what I find is uh, people that are, uh, you know, sometimes you talk about like-minded or whatever. I just think, I just look for the simplicity of looking for people that care about other people. Like, yes, they want to make money, but I just uh, try to pick up the tonality of, do they really care about people? And are they really, really good at something? And if they're really, really good at something, and... Uh, they really care about people. I think those are the those are the avenues where I found the best. I mean, it's great to have the mentors that are worth a lot of money and very busy, and uh, those are awesome too. And I think the the, the events and things like that that you that you hear here uh, can be very valuable. But uh, my discernment just comes down to: Does this person care about people, and does this person care about? Uh, are they really good at something? They just and, and are they really clear at the something that they're good at? When you combine those two together, they care about people and they're really good at something, and they're really clear on the something they're good at, that you can collaborate in a lot of different ways. And uh, when you're on Clubhouse, here's the exciting part. Uh, there's some really innovative people here. So people are going to be open if they're on Clubhouse. If you're on Clubhouse, you know, right now, anybody in this room, I'd say 
75% of the people are open to collaboration. This is really getting the match of, hey, dude, what do you care about the most? And uh, what are you really, really good at? And uh, I'll leave it, like, leave it there. But those, have, those have been very, very helpful in finding who I want to do stuff with. But there's a lot of them on Clubhouse. I'm done. Yeah, you bring up a powerful point, Stephen. Thanks for that shares. It doesn't have to be, you know, an exact, uh, you know, somebody that's like in the same industry as you or they're in the same, you know, they, they, they don't have to be just like you in every facet. But, man, maybe they just care about people. They love on people. And you're like, you know what? I need to partner up with this person. They're in a, in a completely different industry. But we kind of have the same goals. We both want to earn money in our business or whatever. And I can tell that they f care about people based on the words that they speak, the tone of their voice. And uh, I'm just going to reach out and ask this person if they want to open up a room with me or or an Instagram live or whatever. So thanks for sharing that, Stephen. Uh, 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 so Jessica, I saw you flashing with the gorgeous photo of a lion in your profile. I love it. <laughs> hey, good morning, everyone. And thank you. Um, actually, this this lion, uh, it's, a, it's a painting that I did. And someone suggested it. I, I just haven't changed it to be my actual face, but <laughs> um, uh, that's a good, I, that's a good lean in actually to what I was going to contribute. Um, I love, I love, love, love this dialogue about, well, see the, <laughs> the funny thing I, I think about poker and how we, how that led into like some practical, practical stuff for the topic today and positioning yourself. And on one hand, it seems like a total opposite because you, you could think of like leverage and deception and one-upping and you can, you can interpret things that way instead of it being like a, there's always more than one way to look at something. And it's beautiful that we're having this conversation because, well, people aren't, uh, it's not about leveraging in a sense for just a one-sided thing. And that's the beauty of the, the partnerships that we're talking about. I come from this space and um, an example, I, I think a lot of people get stuck here because uh, sometimes, sometimes we start a thing and we don't even know who our target audience is per se, or we're just starting out or we come from spaces where it just wasn't, really obvious about how to create these partnerships. And I don't want to necessarily take the mic and run with it about, you know, a million strategies and all that stuff. But um, what I wanted to lean into as a value add is um, pointing to something I'm going to have a call about later today that is just phenomenal because when it is a true collaboration that both strengths are better together and you get to influence a culture or a whole minority section or something. It's just makes it even more meaningful to have a, not just a business to make money or, or having something on repeat, but we actually get to influence and change lives with our testimonies and our stories. So when I, what I want to speak to is just making sure when we create these deals, when we, when we go out there to quote unquote hunt around for yeah. all this stuff, it's making sure we follow through on what we say we're going to do. Because a lot of um, the caution is, although we can catapult and we truly can, we can def definitely leverage communities and 
audiences and all that stuff, which is fantastic. And that's actually really smart. <laughs> we want to also make sure we're not. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Um, we're not leveraging in the sense that we don't follow through on our commitment in the deal and in the partnership. And then I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is they just end up in bad deals. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Yeah. And we want to make sure we're partnering with the right people. We're paying attention to the right people. And so that kind of carries me to the next the next mm. few tips I want to share with you guys, things that y'all can do on social audio specifically, because I believe social audio, Clubhouse, now some of you, I know I've got some friends that enjoy spending time on Twitter Spaces, Wisdom, and some of the so other social audio apps. But uh, when, you, when you're thinking, okay, okay, Nate, Nate says I need to collaborate with people, partner with somebody, and I really do believe that it's a powerful way to build a business online. Now, you might already have a successful business offline, brick and mortar, but if you're thinking about ways to generate leads and, and bring more people to your door or bring more people to your website, more people to your sales funnel, whether it's a literal door at a brick and mortar store or a sales funnel online, uh, don't go at it alone. So we've talked about effective partnering. It's a powerful way to stack the chips in your favor to get more results in your business. Now that we're, we're, we're ready to do that, you're like, okay, Nate, I want to think of two or three people. I may, might want to open up a clubhouse room. I want to get more results. I want to scale into six figures, or maybe you want to scale into seven-figure business. What can we do next? Well, now we just got to put together a strategic game plan and uh, the, what, I, what, what I teach people that I work with how to do and what I've seen some of the most successful people do online is you want to figure out who your dream customer is, who, you know, your target avatar. You want to find out where they are and you just want to go spend time where your dream customers are and start looking not only for dream customers, but then may, you might turn some of those dream customers into partners for, for business relationships. Some of these people not, might not ever become a customer. So the next way to stack chips in your favor is to be on the lookout for two types of people while you're spending time on social media. Instead of just being a, a consumer and consuming, consuming, you might be learning a lot of good things and building a, a powerful knowledge database. But instead of just always being a consumer, I want you guys to start thinking like a producer. I want you, if you're at a poker table, I want you to start paying attention. Instead of just thinking about your cards, which is what a bad poker player does, they're like, oh, I have an ace and a king. I can play this hand, I better raise. I want you to start thinking about what the other people have. I want you to start paying attention to what other people are doing at the, at the poker table on social media. I want you to start paying attention to why they're doing something. I want you to get obsessed with the people that, that would be your potential customer and also the people that would be a potential business partner and get obsessed with what they really want what their dream purpose is, dream why. So while you're spending time on social media, I want you to start thinking about two types of people to connect with, two types of people to start conversations with. People that would be your dream customer and people that would be your dream collaboration. 
And I want you to kind of keep a list of this. If you see, if you see somebody like Tom Challen or Alexander Gonzalez on stage, and uh, maybe they don't respond to your DMs, but you think they would be a dream person to partner in business with one day, I want you to start looking for people that are, you know, similar to man. This guy, this guy reminds me of Alexander Gonzalez. I'm gonna reach out to this guy and see if he'll he'll feel partner with me on a on a new project, on a on a summit, or on a a challenge, or a new Facebook group, or whatever that thing is that you feel called to create a series of Facebook lives, a series of Instagram lives. And so how do we do this? How do we do this, guys? Last night in my training, we went through some different ways to get attention in the marketplace. I talked about how to start conversations with people on social media and different types of content that we can create on social media. And I simplified it down. So what I want to share with you a few, just for a few minutes before we pass it around are some simple things you can do. Because like I said earlier, poker is a complex game, but there are some very simple things that I could teach anybody that within you know a few days, if you pay, if you follow the simple instructions, you could be a winning poker player. Now you might not win as much as you're supposed to, but if you follow the simple things, you could sit down and win as long as you're not scared. As long as you're not scared to put your money in the pot and play a hand that you're supposed to play, you can be a winning poker player pretty fast. And the same in business, we can complicate it, we can overanalyze it, we can think about 32 different things that we need to do. But I want you to simplify your business to steps that you need to be taking. We're going to call them all-in moments. And the difference between poker and business is in poker, you've got to wait to create your all-in moments. You make a bunch of small bets, and then every once in a while, you go all-in with your entire stack. And it's very few and far between. Sometimes you never go all-in in a poker session. Sometimes you go all-in three or four times in a poker session. But in business... I want to give you guys some uh, some tips, some strategies to, so that you can create a consistent, uh, 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 you know, I heard recently that the most successful people, what, what's the one of the most common common things and we could we could go through and talk about the things that successful people do that that people that never achieve certain levels of success don't do. But one of the most important things that successful people do is they start. They don't think too long. They just start. If they want to go live on Instagram, if they want to start a clubhouse show, if they want to uh, write, build an email list and send out emails each day, they just start. Now, they might send out bad emails that don't really convert. They might open up a clubhouse room that only has four or five people in it for a few weeks and uh, they, you know, not getting a whole lot of interest and not getting people to the room. And maybe they're just one collaboration away from turning that business, for turning that clubhouse room into something powerful. But they just start. And then one, the next thing they do is they just keep taking the step that's in front of them. So let's talk about that today. First of all, I want you guys to starting to creating an all-in moment in your social media or social audio and what that means is, is i want you guys to commit to one thing that's going to be your 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 focus now you it could be a couple of them maybe you're like nate I'm, i go big on clubhouse and i go big on instagram they're they're connected so it could be but what i mean by this is is i want you to figure out one uh, a platform one way of connecting with your audience one way of of looking for potential collaborations where you spend most of your time and you produce most of your content. Now, like I said, now you're gonna create content on multiple platforms. I'm never gonna be the person that says, just go all in on one thing and spend all your time there until you master it. But what I mean by this is, is uh, uh, study it, study what other people, if you, if you want it to be Instagram, study what people are doing with reels and how they're getting reels to go viral. Study it, watch videos, and then take action on it. Study it, learn it, do it, and then go teach it. 
So I'm, I'm diving into some tips that you guys can take to, to take your business to the next level is picking, uh, first of all, getting started with a specific all-in moment, a specific strategy. So let's, let's talk about, because we like to talk about social audio on Wednesdays, Let's uh, there's all different kinds of ways that you could choose to be your primary platform to get results and go find your two types of people that you're gonna uh, wanna be connecting with in social media, potential clients and potential collaborations. Potential clients and potential collaborations. Now it might be Facebook, we're not gonna talk about Facebook today, it might be uh, YouTube. You might build out a YouTube channel and connect in the DM, in the, in the uh, comments and uh, have a link on your YouTube channel and you might build out a business primarily on YouTube. It could be any other platform, Pinterest, Whitney K uh, here on stage is crusher, crusher at Pinterest. And you might do several of these things, but what I wanna, I wanna give you guys some insight on why you might consider using Clubhouse and social audio is something to maybe not go all in on, but start spending a little bit more time on as a producer. And what does that look like? Well, the, the reason why I bring this up is because Clubhouse and social audio, people that listen to these rooms, even if you're a little distracted right now, you're driving, you're driving the kids to school or you're going to work, people that li listen to these rooms are typically action takers. They're, they're hungry to find a solution, to, to create success, whether that means building a business with you or becoming a client of yours and buying your course or buying your products or services or just buying your, 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 your health supplement that helps them lose weight, whatever that may be. This is why uh, entrepreneurs uh, do podcasts, build out podcasts, because they found out that podcast listeners tend to take action. You can build a smaller audience with a podcast and get results than you might need to like on Instagram or Facebook. Um, a lot of the social media is full of a lot of tire kickers. And I need to come up with a better word for it, but you know what? We all know what a tire kicker is. Social media is full of people just browsing around, just looking for humor, looking for a good time for a few minutes. But Clubhouse, what I've noticed, is full of people that are taking action. I've met so many people. You see a lot of them here on stage. They're full of action takers. So what does that look like for you and what can you do? Well, there's two things you can do on Clubhouse. You can, you can speak like I'm doing right now, or you can scan through people's bios and then go get, uh, shell out some social digital currency that our friend Scrap calls it show some love in the marketplace and start showing up on their profiles. So there's two different things you can use social audio for. You can show up by talking, whether that's your own stage. We have our own show right now, the social media show. You can create your own show, your own space, your own conversation. Or while you're learning, while you're being a student, learning some different tips, you can start scanning people's bios. You can visit their their home their home base, whatever you want to call it, their their Instagram bio, their Instagram profile. It's kind of their home where they get to talk about what they want to talk about. So you can visit their profile. And what I want you guys to do, and I went into this last night in my training, is I want you guys to get good at showing up on other people's walls, showing up on other people's Facebook pages, Instagram pages. Show up where people uh, are, where where people showcase their interests. I say this a lot, marketing is the art and science of communicating with people based on their needs, wants, and desires. And so what I want you guys to do while you're looking for people to collaborate with, while you're looking for potential clients, is I want you to daily, every day, whether you're a seven-figure earner or you're at zero right now, whether you do it or you assign it to a team leader or an assistant to do it, I want you to show up on other people's profiles and show up in a big way. What does that mean? When you go over to Instagram, don't be the person that just looks at their profile and then scans off of it and doesn't leave a mark that you were there. Just don't be that person. I want you to immediately heart five or six posts. If you see two or three people, you know, now you're doing this one at a time, obviously, but if you see a person here on the clubhouse that, that 
that's interesting. They're they're sharp. They're like minded. Maybe they're a potential collaboration in the future. Maybe they're like you're thinking this would be a good customer. This this would be a person that would want to buy my course, buy my product. Of course, you're not telling them that. You're not sliding into the DMs immediately and telling them that. But I want you to click over. I want you to scan their Clubhouse bio first. I want you to click on their Instagram. I want you to leave them some love. It takes about a sec, 1.1 seconds to uh, to leave a heart on five or six of their posts. And then I want you to leave a comment on under their post, letting them know that you're noticed them, you'd like their post, you like their picture, you like whatever. And then I want you to do this a couple of days in a row. And uh, after you do that, I want you to slide into their DMs and just tell them hello. And what I want, what, what you can do, you can, you can do this on your own, or you can assign a team leader to do it, an assistant to do it. But what you're doing is you're going to commit to a non-negotiable number each day. You're going to reach out to three or maybe five people each day. That's your non-negotiable, no matter what, if you're sick, not feeling it, you're going to show up on three people's wall every day. That's your non-negotiable amount. If it's 1130 at night, you're about to go to bed and you forgot to do it. You can quickly jump into a clubhouse room or just go to Instagram and type in a hashtag as somebody that you're wanting to connect with and go find three profiles and like leave some love on their page and then uh, leave a comment and then you can slide into their DMs. Now, it's a little bit more effective if you wait till the second or third day uh, of, of uh, leaving them some love on their page to slide into the DMs and say hello. But I'm not going to hate you if you leave some love on their page and uh, you connected in a clubhouse because you heard them speak or you saw their profile. I'm not going to hate on you if you slide into their DMs that first day and just say hello. But you set a non-negotiable a non-negotiable number, three or five, whatever you want it to be. But then you also set a target number. You're like, Nate, I'm going to go a little bit bigger. My target goal each day is I'm going to connect with, uh, I'm going to leave some love on 10 or 20 or 30 walls each day. Now, you might not hit that target. Remember, that's a target. You're, 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 no matter what goal is your non-negotiable, you're going to connect with three or five new people no matter what. But then you set a target goal because you might have a little bit of free time or you might just feel like connecting with a few more people. Maybe the people that you DM'd aren't responding. So you want to reach out to a few more people. So maybe you go shoot for 30 people a day and uh, the end of the day comes and you've only you've only left some love and connected with about 17 people. That's okay. You didn't not reach your goal. You hit your non-negotiable number, but then you got halfway to your target number and it was just time to call it a day. That's okay. Some days you're going to hit your, your target number, your dream number, the number that if you had the most productive day ever, you could hit that dream. And you want it to be big because it, it, it's not something that you know you can hit every day. You want it to be big, just like revenue goals and, uh, and, and goals in your business is uh, the bigger you set, the more likely you are to, uh, you know, to achieve bigger results. You learn this from Grant Cardone, his whole 10x theory. You know, if you want to make $100,000 this year, well, figure out a way to make a million dollars and go all in on creating a million dollars in revenue. And even if you quote unquote fail, you've heard Grant say this several times where he doesn't achieve any of his goals, but he's always setting a goal 10x bigger than what he really wants to hit. Because then even if you fail to reach that a million, maybe you only get to 300,000 this year, you're 200,000 past what you thought you would do at 100,000. So I'm giving you guys some actionable steps to, to stack the chips in your favor, guys. If you guys just joined in the last few minutes, this is the social media show. We're here each weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on Wednesdays, myself and uh, Alexander Gonzalez and uh, Patricia Wooster come in and we give different social media tips and uh, sometimes specifically social audio tips on things you can do to move your business in the right direction. We appreciate y'all sharing the room. If anybody in this room doesn't know who I am, my name is Nate Forrest, and I'm just kind of sharing some ideas on things that you can do 
to stack the chips in your favor. A poker player stacks chips and chips. A successful poker player, I should say, they keep stacking chips. And I started off, if you just joined this room, I started off with one of the most powerful things you can do on social media is to form strategic collaborations. King Solomon even teaches us this in Proverbs, that effective partnering is uh, the, one of the fastest ways we can grow a business. A lot of you guys, you're one partner away from turning a $30,000 a year business into a multiple six-figure business. You're one customer away, and that testimonial, that customer, you know, get your customers to share testimonials. You may be one customer away from hundreds of people or maybe thousands of people seeing that testimonial and thinking, you know what? I need to use that product or service. And so you might be one customer away from being the, the, the missing ingredient to just taking your business to the next level. So effective partnering is a powerful way to build, build on social media and build a business. But then we started giving you some specific action steps that you can take so that, so that you can look for people to partner with. And while you're doing that, you want to look for two types of people, potential clients and potential collaborations. And so I want you guys to start thinking like producers while you're on social media, not just uh, consumers of, you know, just stacking that knowledge database. It's good to gain knowledge, but it's better to turn it into understanding, start to understanding. The best, best way to understand it is to apply it and uh, uh, turn it into an experience so that you can kind of understand why a certain thing works. But then the next level to knowledge and understanding is wisdom. And the more you apply it, then the more wisdom you gain. And a big part of that is getting around the right people. So. There's different things we can do on social audio, guys. Uh, one thing you can do is reach out and connect with people. Show up on their walls. This is a big, one of the most important things you can do in social media to gain attention. It's not creating the best content. That helps. But people aren't going to notice your content until you're really, really good at creating content. Stuff that just pops. It's funny. It's edited the right way. Until you're good at that. The best way to build your social media presence, to use social audio, to build a business online is to show up on other people's walls, show up in other people's Facebook groups, show up in other people's clubhouse rooms. And when you're there, don't just sit back and be a fly on the wall, but participate, leave comments, get on stage in clubhouse and ask questions and just keep showing up, show up, do this consistently, do this consistently. And if you set a non-negotiable number, maybe, maybe clubhouse is your jam and you're like, you know what, Nate, I'm going to commit to showing up to three rooms a day raising my hand, getting on a stage and asking a question in three different rooms a day. And while I'm there, I'm going to reach out and connect with three people in a clubhouse room. If you do this for a hundred days, you're going to start building a social media presence. That's, that's, that's fast moving faster and bigger than 99% of the people out here on social media, because all these people you're connecting with and leaving, you're leaving comments with what happens. We don't have time to really go into all the algorithm and things like that. But a lot of you, you know that what happens is, is you'll start seeing their posts on your grid. You'll start seeing their post on your Facebook wall. They'll start seeing your post. And because you've been leaving them love on their page, they'll start leaving love on yours comments. And now Facebook, it just turns into an exponential kind of a snowball uh, Instagram and Facebook, they'll just start showing your posts more and more and more because you're getting more and more engagement. How do you get the engagement you want? You become the engager that you want. You become the engager. Give 10x more love than the number that than the number you want. And so I hope that helps. There's so many other things. So on Clubhouse specifically, guys, before I open it up for these last 15 minutes, Clubhouse specifically, we can uh, we can reach out and connect with people, show up on their walls. Or we can show up and, uh, and create our own conversation in a room like we've done here with the social media show. So those are just two strategies that you guys can kind of think about today going forward is uh, are you reaching out and connecting with people or are you just consistently waiting for the, the, 
the dream customer to come along and you only reach out to people when you're like, man, this is the jam. This is the person that I know is going to buy my next product. This is the person that I know is going to run my next clubhouse room with me. Or are you being diligent and a consistent at just reaching out to multiple people that, that look pretty sharp. They look cool. They, uh, you know, you know what you think this would be a cool person to go on a vacation with. This would be a cool person to, uh, you know, share an adventure with, or there's different reasons why you'd want to connect with somebody. And so uh, with that said, I want you guys to just get your brains starting to moving. I want you to be able to stack your chips in your favor. I want you to think of the all in moments that you can create the thing that you haven't done that's tugging on your heart and uh, the things that you can start doing to, to increase your followers. And uh, it starts with getting around the right people. Now you might not partner up with them uh, from the get go, but just getting around people and getting around people like Alexander Gonzalez, like, like uh, Glenn Lundy, like Haley Hobson, Whitney K. And how do you get around these people? Hang out in their clubhouse rooms, show up on their social media wall, click on their uh, links on the top of their Instagram profile, get on their email list, pay attention to what, what some of these people are doing. This is how you get around the right people that can feed your mind and help, uh, help you start learning what it takes to be successful in business. So I've kind of thrown a lot at you guys. There's, there's other things we can do on, on clubhouse specifically to, to be successful. Uh, you know, little, little tricks of the trade, but uh, at the end of the day, you want to collaborate with the right people and you want to be on the constant lookout for, for the uh, dream, dream customers. And then you want to take them on a journey. You guys have heard me talk about, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this again next week. I, I talk about the journey that you want to take your customers on inside my social media marketing mastermind group. If you want to know how to get more attention in the marketplace, build an audience of people that pay attention to you and they respond to you and they raise their hand and ask questions about your products or services. If you want to take people on the right marketing road, uh, right marketing journey, if you want your marketing to connect with your target audience and not the wrong people, are you building a business where you could just consistently connecting with the wrong people? Maybe they buy your products or services, but then they're a headache and they constantly complain. Everybody's at a different phase, <laughs> a different phase in their business. So if you want to know what the roadmap looks like for your business, if you want to build a better brand, you want to generate more leads, you want to know what it's like to use a sales funnel to, to attract people into your world and to uh, turn those into sales, then I talk about all this stuff in my marketing group, the Social Media Marketing Mastermind. We do a free training every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Last night we had a special guest, Becca Brazil and Rachel Weaver, come in and talk about how they're crushing social media, gave some a lot of really good tips. That live is still on the wall if you want to come in there and, and watch that. That training uh, it's right there on the wall from last night but we, we go through uh, different branding marketing and, and uh, each week I go through a different uh, a part of the aces marketing framework that's uh, that's all about helping you get a learning how to get attention in the marketplace uh, use uh, use conversations in social media like we've talked about today and uh, conversations and collaborations to build a community that's the C in the aces marketing framework and so we get attention on social media we use that attention to start conversations and, and keep having conversations. We use those conversations to build a community. Highly encourage you guys to start building a community somewhere, whether it's here on Clubhouse, Facebook, or both. And so then what do we do is uh, once we start building a community, once we start uh, having conversations, we learn how to be more effective at our execution. We don't just take stabs in the dark. Like, let me throw this post up. Let me throw this post up. So the E in an ACES framework is we learn how to be effective, how to be effective at our execution, how to get better. And the only way to do this is by taking action first, getting started, but then we got to start getting effective at it, getting diligent at it, not just being persistent, but be, being diligent, being better. And then the S in the framework that we talk about in, inside the Facebook group to help you 
blow up your business, help you turn your business into six or seven figures is the things that we need to show up daily and do how we can serve daily. So we show up, serve, and then we can sell. And we, when we go through this framework, we can, we can uh, consistently sell our products and services. So with that said, guys, we're having a little bit of fun today. We're talking about how to stack the chips in your favor. It's a social audio Wednesday here on the social media show. And I'm just giving you some ideas on how to stack the chips in your favor so you can move your business to the next level. Uh, we got a big, big way that you can stack the chips in your favor this weekend here in uh, Las Vegas. Alexander's coming out here. Marcus Black and Ashley Fayer coming out here. My good friends, Becca Brazil and Rachel Weaver are hosting the Level Up U event. We're going to have a red carpet. I was over at the uh, the estate where we're having the event last night. We had a dinner. We tested some of the food. We have a private chef that's going to cook for everybody who comes out here. And uh, we cooked one of the meals to to just to make sure it was, it was going to be something that people would like. And I can I can tell you this. It was uh, phenomenal. And so we're having that event this weekend. But if you can't make it to Vegas, there is also access that you can uh, get digitally. You can uh, attend virtually. So if you don't have a ticket to that level up event and you need a discount code, you want to see what's going on with uh, dozens of uh, collaborators, dozens of, of content creators that are going to be speaking and sharing their story of how they get results. It's going to be a fun weekend of, uh, of speakers and content creators just sharing their story and exactly how they get results and what's on their heart to help you take your business to the next level. Reach out to me and uh, just say Vegas and I will get you a discount code for either a virtual ticket or if you want to get crazy and jump on a plane and join us, uh, it starts on the Friday, June 3rd. It's going to be a three-day event, June 3rd, 4th, and 5th. But uh, shoot me a DM and say Vegas and I'll get you a discount code if you want to attend that event this weekend. And uh, it's going to be a fun, fun event. So with that said, let's open it up, guys. Is there anything that you're doing uh, to take your business to the next level using strategic collaborations, having conversations with people, uh, you know, that you meet on Clubhouse, that you meet on Instagram? Uh, let's let's open it up for some tips of these last last five, ten minutes or so before Alexander jumps in here. Flash your mic if you'd like to jump in, ask a question or share a tip. Go ahead, Steven. Hey, I got a tip. Uh, you know, yeah, another thing I listen for is um, people that know how to collaborate. This is one of the things that catches my attention for collaborations is people that mention this uh, this thing like 25% of whatever they're getting. Then it makes it, I, I know that they're serious and I'd listen to their product or their offer that they have. Uh, like when they're, when they're at 20%, it gives me room to split it with somebody to do something at 25. And, uh, yeah, and, and the ticket size, like, uh, you know, so, so you get a ticket of 100,000, you make 25%, it's 25,000. You know, it, it beats working if you can make a connection into them. So I, I'm, I'm always listening for people that offer, seeing what type of unique offers they have, seeing the price they have. And uh, yeah, what, what typically makes me think that somebody's done a number of collaborations is when they speak about, you know, uh, 20% type of things, 25% type of things of what they're doing, because I have a great network. And then I also look at their, their LinkedIn and see if they're weak in LinkedIn, because I'm strong in LinkedIn, I can help them make money that way. Um, but th those, are, those are two of the things I look at. I look for people that uh, uh, could benefit from my LinkedIn connections that maybe aren't strong there. Or I look for people that uh, are very clear on what they can split. So I know what, what's in it for me, what's in it for them, and how I can collaborate with other people and see how serious they are about making money and ask them how other collaborations have gone with, when they're splitting money like that. Uh, but th those, those are a couple of the things. I'm done. Yeah, that's good, Stephen. Guys, when you're, when you're spending time on social media, uh, one of your all-in moments is not just the things you do, the steps that you take each day. 
but you're all in moment when you're all, you know, the, the skill set that you bring to the table and look, look to see how you can teach people that, you know, how to help people get what they want by applying some of the things that you already know how to do. Like with Steven, it's LinkedIn um, with, you know, everybody in here has a different, we all know, you know, multiple things, but we all have a different skill set. That's kind of our all in moment, what we're really good at and uh, learn how to bring this to the marketplace. People need, people want to learn how to make sales funnels. So I, you know, I talk about why you need a branded sales funnel and how to, how to use it to generate leads and build a list and start building your business faster. And so you hear me talking about sales funnels and marketing, sales funnels and marketing a lot. Uh, there's a big gap. And so marketing is a lot of different things in marketing. It, it, it can include your social media. It can include your message. It's your communication, how you talk to your audience. It's your branding. It's the process that you, that your uh, customers go through from all the way from a stranger to a customer. And so whatever your skill set is, what are you good at? Bring that to the marketplace and figure out how you can help people where they're at right now which is what Steven's talking about. He understands like how to help people with their LinkedIn and uh, figure out how to either create a product or service using your skill set that helps people where they're at right now, or figure out how to market something that somebody else has already created, which is actually, uh, we're not going to talk about that today, but when you're building a business online, you might sell some of the things that you already sell, but that you, that you already created that you, that's your own product or service. But every single entrepreneur, I want you to consider um, selling something that somebody else has already created, whether that's an affiliate marketing product, a network marketing product, something you buy online at wholesale and you want to turn little cups and put your own logo, uh, design on there and, and resell those. But uh, I want you to consider the ways that you can create fast cash flow. Think about things that you can also sell that align with your business structure. If you're in the health and supplement business, you could sell tumblers and, and shaker bottles and T-shirts. If you're in a marketing business like I am, you, you can sell sales funnel uh, software, but you can also sell email auto autoresponder software and training. If somebody has a training that, uh, that I think is going to add a lot of value. Sometimes we have people come in here and give some tips and strategies and we tell you about a training that they have. So you can make money selling other people's stuff in addition to building your own business. Sometimes I think entrepreneurs, we get wrapped up in building our own course, our own training. And we think that's what, the only thing we're going to sell. Well, what would the people want right now that would also want access to your training? They might want a sales funnel software. They might want an email autoresponder. They might want, you know, a, uh, a, a guide, a PDF, a video interview with you and an expert talking about something. So think about things that you can sell and uh, think about how you can help people where they're at right now. So before we finish up, wrap up this first hour, is there anybody else that would like to share before I, I give you me, another me, announcement? Nate, I'd like to share. Oh, go ahead. Megan. Megan, go ahead, friend. Well, I just wanted to share, a, in a sense, a, a collaboration from the get-go inception from Clubhouse. On Monday, uh, Alexander interviewed Rachel Weaver. And as I was listening to uh, Rachel speaking about not just um, uh, her nonprofit connection with uh, trafficking, of children and people, but also her conference that's happening this weekend that you just spoke about, which I'm not able to attend because I have another commitment. But what I did do, Nate, was I was listening intently to her about what she does. Uh, and, and she was speaking about the conference and she was speaking about how they were going to be uh, helping others post the conference. And I said, wow, that is something I really would like to assist with because that's what I've done for years is mentor and, and assist people. So I DM'd her. 
She DM'd me back. We spoke Monday afternoon, a long conversation. We have so much in common in our um, career background, so much. It's uncanny. And so we're going to collaborate and all day, you know, from Marvin to Niku to Tom talking about collaboration. But the one thing I want to highlight to people is to listen intently and to take action because you can think about it, but if you don't take action, nothing will happen. So thank you guys and be blessed. Yes, it all starts with starting. <laughs> what do the most successful people do? They start. They don't sit back and listen they, or think. They don't overthink it. They don't analyze it. They get started on something. They decide to attend a live event. They decide to open up a clubhouse room. They decide to go, uh, you know what, when you don't feel like you don't know what to do. One tip that I gave today that you can always do, whether you're, you might, you know, want to go watch a movie or you might be somebody else is driving and you're driving with them across town to go shopping. You can all jump on other people's profiles. You can find them here on clubhouse, find them on Instagram, do a hashtag search, go give some love uh, on other people's profiles. It's something you can do throughout the day. You can always start doing something to show up in the marketplace to start conversations and start having conversations with your target audience and your potential collaborations so that you can start building a community. With that said, guys, we're at the end of the first hour, so I have two call to actions for you. I have two requests. One, if you're in business, but you're not building your list, you're not you're not generating the leads that you want. Maybe maybe you generate one or two leads a day. Uh, maybe you're at zero leads and you want to figure out how to generate five, 10, 15 leads a day. Reach out to me. Just shoot me a DM and say funnel or or come, you know, click on the link above and come hang out with us in the social media marketing mastermind group. If you're the type that wants to be a fly on the wall and kind of see what's going on. But if you want to take your business to the next level and you want to learn what it looks like to start to start branding yourself, to uh, to start building a, a sales funnels that, that can capture the attention of your marketplace, can generate, uh, you know, a buzz where you can turn it into a lead. Start building your list. The most powerful thing you can do. Uh, in my opinion, in business building is to build your own list, put it, you know, start with the list on uh, Instagram and your DMs, but then you want to take it off of social media as fast as you can. The top entrepreneurs, you see them invite you, invite you to their summits, to their challenges, different places. You want to own an email list so that you can start communicating with your people so that they can buy your products and services when they're ready. So that, so that you can build, nurture, uh, build trust and nurture that trust. And so there's different reasons why you want to use a list to connect with people. Uh, another way to connect with people and build a list is in a Facebook group. But again, you want to take people off of the Facebook platform as well, just in case something happens to the Facebook platform. So you want to build community. You want to build a list, but you want to build it in a place that you can control. So if you need help with that, if you're not building branded sales funnels that help you generate leads and uh, turn those leads into cash flow, if you want to understand what that process looks like, then just shoot me a DM and say funnel. I'll get on the call with you. We'll kind of get some clarity, help you understand what that looks like. And uh, so shoot me a DM and say funnel, or just go ahead and click on that link and come hang out with us in the social media marketing mastermind where we do a free training every Tuesday night and uh, pop up some, uh, I do qu uh, quite a bit of uh, pop-up trainings and tips and stuff to help you understand your marketing roadmap. And the second thing that I ask for you guys to do, I've already had a few of you reach out. I'm going to be responding right now is that if you want to, if you want some information on this event coming up in Vegas this weekend, this is going to be a powerful event for you to uh, either watch virtually from home and just take notes and start learning how to create your own social media strategies, start creating your own content creation strategies. 
the best time to learn is when you can get uh, 15, 20 people in a room. And I think we have 15 or 20 different people that are going to be sharing, uh, you know, sharing from the stage this weekend in Vegas, including Alexander Gonzalez, who's coming up next. He always drops absolute fire from the clubhouse rooms and also from the from the stages, whether that's with Embrace Your Ambition or like this weekend at Level Up You. And so if you want to learn from some of the best of the best, Becca Brazil, who has over 60,000 followers on Instagram. We were talking last night, uh, eating dinner, and uh, she talked about how she's been getting clients from people that just want want to help them grow their Instagram. People are paying her big money just to just to do help create reels for them and things like that. If you if that's something that somebody you want to learn from or you want to learn how uh, Alexander Gonzalez built a seven-figure business and how he uses social media. If you want to learn how Marcus Black and Ashley Faye Branstead are, are building an empire and how Ashley built a seven-figure business, how, how Marcus uh, speaks with such authority and enthusiasm, there's going to be different, different types of people speaking, different types of social media influencers, and we're going to get them all in one room for you Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this week. If you want access to that and uh, you want a discount code, then shoot me a DM and say Vegas. And I'll get you a discount code where you can access that virtually or you can get crazy and say, you know what, I'm going to join y'all live. I want to be on the red carpet. They are paying a company, a top notch company to bring out a red carpet with, uh, you know, just imagine the Oscars. We've got it at this event. We're going to take pictures and, and, and photographs and dress up looking nice and we're going to create some content. So shoot me a DM and say Vegas if you want some information about the Level Up You event with uh, Becca and uh, Rebecca Brazil and Rachel Weaver. So with that said, guys, I always have fun sharing this space. The social media show is going on, guys. We're not going anywhere just yet. Uh, Alexander, are you around this morning? What's up, brother? Yeah, not too much, buddy. I'm super excited, actually. I fly out tomorrow. Can't wait to be in yeah. Vegas with you. Um, I'm getting ready for it. What, I, what I'm actually really the most excited, and Sally, you're going to be there too, yes, Sally? Sally's just listening in. Yeah, Gunana, when do you arrive? Hello. She's trying to talk, but we can't hear. You... Yeah, you're like in the matrix now. But I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where you went, Sally. Sorry, Fred, we can't hear you. Um, but super excited. What I'm excited about this event is as we learn, we're actually doing the practical things immediately after. So yes, there's gonna be lots of content creation. We're gonna be going to the Selfie Museum in Vegas. Uh, we're gonna have this top-notch French executive chef cooking for us. The location, the venue that the event's gonna be is gonna be a content creation mansion in itself. Uh, so this is so, I'm so excited actually. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, Sally, we can hear you. I know I totally interrupted you. I'm in Malibu Canyon, so it's going to cut out. But I'm, I fly in Thursday. I'll be there at like 5.30 on Thursday. So I'll be there all, Friday, all day Friday and then part of Saturday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. I love you. So I get to see you. Yeah, I think, I think we're all in the same Airbnb, too. Oh, God. Party time, baby. Yes. Can't wait. So I'm excited. <laughs> excited to take lots of photos and have lots of fun together and just uh i love events guys <laughs> i love going to events i try to go to as many events as i can throughout the year it's awesome because now i get to go to events where i get to be a participant and now i get to have a, i get to go to events where i actually get to be on the other end of things and i love it i love it i love it i love it and it all happened because of a little app called clubhouse 
And so we know that on Wednesdays, we talk all things social audio. Um, and so my name is Alexander Gonzalez. For those of you that don't know who I am, I am blessed to live in St. Petersburg, Florida. And I have been here on Clubhouse since January of 2021. And I can honestly say that joining this little platform um, has been something that's been life-changing for me. Not only has it been a great way to connect with potential clients, potential business partners, uh, et cetera, it's been an incredible place to find lifelong friendships and like-minded people that are kind of pursuing something similar, not always on the same path, not always with the same destination, but always moving onward and upward and willing to help each other on that journey. And that's what I love about Clubhouse. That's what I love about being here. I'll tell you, I do miss the old school Clubhouse ways. All my people that have been here in Clubhouse back in the day, the social media show used to be not a uh, podcast style hour. It wasn't where one person spoke and then at the end, maybe you ask questions. It was super interactive and that's how we did it. And then kind of things shifted when we got put into the podcast, which has been awesome because this podcast is at several hundred thousand downloads. Can you believe that? And so then that's required a more segmented style of doing things. But today, I want to throw caution to the wind. I want to say, I don't care about the podcast. And I want this to be interactive, y'all. I want y'all to talk with me. I want us to talk about things together. I don't have anything specifically planned. I can talk about anything. So give me 60 minutes. You, I got you. You know what I'm saying? We got to talk. But I don't want that, guys. I want this to be an interactive thing. Maybe we talk through issues that you're having in your social media, specifically through social audio, but any platform. Maybe it's a business conversation that you feel needs to be had. But I want to open this up and make this an open forum because what I've loved about Clubhouse and what I loved about the Breakfast with Champions Club is that everyone gets a seat at the table, which means everyone should have an opportunity to speak. So raise your hand, get up on stage. If you're on stage, feel free to unmute and say your name and let's chat, let's have a conversation. Who is here with me today? Patricia, I know that you're here. Who else is here with me today? Oh, someone just spoke, but I don't know who that was. Oh, I see it. David Williams is here. I good see morning, good Mer morning, good morning. McIntosh, good morning, good morning. Heidi's here. How are we doing, Heidi Hello. Wild? Uh, I see Pamela. Loving it here. Thank you. Y yes, yes, yes. So let me ask, for those of you that um, have been here, how is, how is social audio treating you? How's Clubhouse treating you? How do you guys feel loving Clubhouse? Or are you not liking it as much? Or do you feel that it's totally changed? It's changed, but I still love it. This is David what, down at the bottom. <laughs> it, it's changed in what ways? What do you think's changed about it, and what do you still love about it? Well, it's gotten very, it's gotten very massive, right? And and somewhat, um, I don't want to say corporate or clinical, but it kind of has. We've had because as the rooms get bigger and bigger you have to keep order to it. So it's not as popcorn style as what it used to be and not as interactive because of that. But I will say better 
um, because there's certainly more connections. I mean, I've connected with Rachel Weaver on here. I think she's an amazing person. Um, we share the fight for anti-human trafficking. Um, and, you know, I've met so many people that are in that fight that it's, it's fantastic to find people that you can, um, you know, just coordinate in that effort and, and network with in, in other business facets, you know, whether it be marketing, social media, um, fundraising, whatever it may be. Um, I, I think it's, it's, you know, more people means more opportunities, right? So I'll surrender the mic. I like that. You know, what's funny is I actually find the rooms to be smaller. I remember when the rooms, I mean, the social media show on a daily basis used to have between 600 and 700 people every day. Breakfast of Champions in the morning would have 1,500 people. Uh, I, but it was because there were less people on the platform then, but, then, but there were also less rooms. And so more people were in one room, um, whereas now we have way more usage of the app, like David said. Uh, but the rooms are, there's more opportunity for people to create their own rooms, people to create their own clubs. You used to only have two clubs, and then you had to go through this whole process to even get it. Uh, now it's pretty easy for anyone to have a club and start a room and just get going. Uh, but like Nate said earlier, <laughs> it's actually doing it, actually just starting. That is the best way to start. Who else is here? Who else remembers the old ways of Clubhouse and how do they feel the shift? Is, is it positive? Is it negative? What do you think? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Go ahead, Heidi. Alexander, hi. Hi, everyone. Well, Clubhouse has just been a gift <laughs> for me and what a perfect time in the world and um, whether it's changed. So, you know, I hear both perspectives and, you know, for me, Clubhouse is what we make of it, what I make of it, what rooms I go in, what rooms I choose to stay in, who I choose to collaborate with. And, you know, um, I'm really passionate, but I'm wild about Clubhouse. That's my name. So wild that I'm, I'm writing a book about it uh, because I really believe that, um, you know, what, wh why you're here can change too. And, you know, I came on Clubhouse not even knowing what it was, and then it evolved. My bio evolves. I mean, it's just this ever-changing, ever-growing thing. And I love what you said, Alexander, about just doing it. When I first came on, I didn't know what I was doing. I hopped in a room. I moderated. I didn't know whatever any buttons were. You know, 10 days after I left a corporate job, I'm like, wow, this is cool. And, you know, kind of uh, built the plane while it was flying. And, you know, I just... Um, started reaching out to people and learning about it and you know just taking action so this has really been good for me i love the voice uh, piece of it where you know the the nonverbal doesn't get in the way so you know people hear through your voice through your tone through your heart through your storytelling and um it's been a gift even hearing people's stories and learning what people's you know expertise is in and just being open for me i've learned so much about things i never would have learned about connected with people i never would be connecting with and it really is a small world i've met people you know i'm total fomo going not going to vegas um, but i'll be there virtually and um one of some of my best friends and business partners are here on clubhouse that i've met so you know i just believe that um whatever it is we want with clubhouse we can we can grab onto it and take it and run. This is Heidi Wild, and I yield the mic. Heidi, I love that. So I, I have questions for you. Are you open to me grilling you a little bit? Yes. So what are, can we get specific? So we've made great friendships. We've made great business relationships. 
you're writing a book, but specifically, what has Clubhouse brought into your life? I mean, you don't have to tell me how much money you've made because the Clubhouse or anything personal like that, but you know, has it created business opportunity for you? What do those opportunities look like? Um, because I want to really instill hope. And, and, and when someone's listening, hey, you know, you had no idea, no expectations, and yet so much positive has come your way. Right. Okay. Well, thank you for asking. First of all, I did not come on Clubhouse with any idea that I'd be writing a book about it. And how that evolved was um, ideas from Clubhouse. So I started on Clubhouse that like a friend of mine tossed me in here. She hasn't even been on since, I don't think. And um, I didn't get a tour or anything. So when I invited people on, I wanted to give them a quick tour. And so I would open a room and say, here you go. I want to have you, you know, have you good experience here. I want to help you. So I started writing notes and the notes turned into more notes and turned into more notes. And then I was in a room once and I was listening about eBooks and writing a book and doing courses and, you know, all that. And I just went, you know what, I'm going to write a book. So that's one piece. And I, I'm, you know, obviously that, and I'm reaching out to people to be in the book, to in, you know, uh, participate with their shares, with, with their points of view, with tips on how to moderate, how to monetize, how to stay healthy, <laughs> take care of ourselves when we're on social media, um, you know, how to write a compelling bio, all of that. And I'm continuing to, you know, connect with other people, which is opening up opportunities in other ways too. You know, I'm doing a room tomorrow night with someone about how to make the most out of Clubhouse. Um, I moderate rooms with uh, friends of mine. I've met friends. We all went to Texas uh, last fall, 11 of us from Clubhouse. I'm learning about social media and funnels. And, you know, um, some of these people have turned into business partners. I'm in a network marketing company that um, creating customers and business partners with and learning how also to uh, grow with that and how I even want to grow with that because I've been in corporate for 33 years. So this has also been teaching me the entrepreneurship and different ways to do it and watching other people with how they're taking their message and what, you know, creating ideas and running with it, taking action. I was in Nate's um, room here, as a matter of fact, Nate Forrest last night, I hopped on the Zoom and he talked about, you know, for an hour, just poured into us. And one thing he talked about was making videos and how we can post on social media and we can put uh, words and, you know, stories and all of that, um, motivational quotes, or we could do a face-to-face -face video and different ways to get there, but face-to-face -face videos is faster. So what I did was I took notes during that, I got off of Nate's Zoom, and within the hour, I went on his social media platform, his Facebook private group, and I did a face-to-face -face live and shared what I learned and took action. So, you know, I didn't have any makeup on. It was late. I didn't, it was not perfect. So, you know what? I'm learning and I'm taking action and I'm learning for those that are doing better than me in different areas. And um, just, you know, Clubhouse is offering that to me and I'm taking advantage of it. I'm taking full advantage of collaborating. I have a call this afternoon with Megan. Uh, I, I don't know where. I just want to learn more about her and people. And, you know, I love um, hearing people on Clubhouse. I want to learn more about them and see how I can support them. 
and you know vice versa and we all lift one another up so that's where i'm at with it and it's just been a gift a blessing and um i continue to promote clubhouse as you know it's as if whatever you want it to be you can have it that way open rooms talk about yeah. this way talk about whatever it is that's on your heart uh if you're lonely open a room to socialize so that's what i have alexander back to you <laughs> i love that so much heidi to be honest it like so much it is so good um to hear all the things that you didn't say but this is what i love the most is that over and over, I just hear you taking action. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you just, you literally, and, and this is the best thing. Even that Facebook Live that you did face to face um, is, you know, with no makeup on, it wasn't perfect. I bet you that's more successful than if you were to do one when you were, you know, fully, you know, your face fully on, everything perfect and you think it's perfect. But honestly, people love authenticity. People love seeing you and, and, and people wanna feel that they can show up as they are. And the best way that you can do that or tell that to them is by showing up exactly as you are. And so Heidi, I'm just, I, I don't know what a better word to say than proud. <laughs> I know I'm not your dad or anything, but I'm just so proud of you and proud of Thank everything you. that I'm hearing. And I just I love that you keep, Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Thank you, thank you. I have one more idea that might help someone that's kind of, so I love to moderate rooms and people hear me. And so people have reached out to me and maybe this is you and you kind of like to be the, um, the, the, the support for people. So I've connected with people that have really cool uh, skills and uh, there's a psych reader that I'm, I'm moderating a room for. There's a woman that does psych K facilitation. Uh, you know, those type of things. And what at first I was doing them for free and, you know, just giving my time. And then as it moved on, we are collaborating so that, you know, these people are wanting to get clients and I'm helping them do that. And I want to learn more about what they do so I can edify them and moderate for them. And then um, when they get a client, we're working out, okay, uh, a percentage of the first client will be a referral fee for me or, you know, um, uh, $50 to spend an hour with them in their room to help them, you know, and bring my people in there to learn, put visibility in front of other people. So there's a lot of different ways. And these are all ideas that I put, you know, in a, um, I don't even like to say my book, it's the book because Clubhouse has helped me create it within all the people in it. So just different ideas that you can do that, you know, there's no idea that's not a good one and if you don't unless you don't try it so that's what i would say too is reach out to people and do rooms together and see how you can um lift one another up and oh by the way when i do these rooms with people they edify the heck out of me of course because i'm supporting them and it's just a win-win and they you know i've gotten exposure from them that i never would have had with just not giving my time in moderating with them and helping them create more visibility and more clients. So that's an idea too, that I would encourage. If you haven't thought of it, try it. Back to you, Alexander. Thank you so much for, you know, giving me the mic. Yeah, of course. No, thank you so much for sharing. And I'm excited for you and all the good things coming for you and Megan's connection later on today. She's one of the best most incredible humans. I have the privilege of calling my friend in real life. 
uh, excited that you'll be uh, catching, uh, you know, the conference this weekend virtually. And so we will see you virtually, friend. Uh, all right. Well, yes, cannot wait. I'd also love to open it. I know that I believe, Stephen, I think you wanted to share something earlier. I saw you on mute. Did you want to say something, brother? Hey, do you know what? I just want to say Clubhouse is better than ever. And here's why. Uh, I think the community stuff is getting deeper and richer and more vibrant. Uh, I'm starting to connect with people that actually, oh, like David that uh, spoke earlier, we actually met off offline. I, I think the relationships, the people that are left now in Clubhouse that are just, you know, they're not just here to see, oh, let me see how many followers I can get and rah, rah. I think there's some people that are really open to collaborating, really open to building great relationships, open to meeting, open to flying, open to really connecting in some really powerful ways. I think it's getting better than ever. And, uh, but I, I think one of the things to do is, you know, however you set your community or set your stuff up, I mean, I do thankfulness, encouragement and forward thinking at 3.38 in the morning and I'm not, not quite at a year yet. That's all I do is by making, I make sure that things set up so I'm guaranteed to win. So if I'm just talking about thankfulness, encouragement and forward thinking every day, I at least know I'm more filled with thankfulness, encouragement and forward thinking every day when I leave the room that I'm leading. But uh, I, I think right now is, is, is a really, really good time to be on Clubhouse because I think you're finding genuine community builders here and not just people that are rah-rah-ish. And uh, I mean, there's great people on Clubhouse right now. Like the people in this room, there's probably a lot more great people in this room now than there used to be when it was just really big because people sometimes are just like the novelty effect of it. But I think you have some people that are serious about communities now and it's a really exciting place to be. I'm done. Yeah, I love that. And I think also, and, and that's such a good point because it isn't as exciting and new and shiny new objecty as it used to be. And so when you show up now, you show up because you genuinely want to be here. I think it's a really beautiful point, Stephen, that the people that show up now are here for the right reasons in most cases and um, genuinely are here to build community, here to learn and grow, and, and also here to share and teach. And I think that that's the beauty of this platform and what it can do. Um, who else would like to share their experience, what they're seeing, what they like about it? Maybe they have questions. Uh, go ahead and, and flash your mic at me or unmute and say your name. All right, I'll jump in, Alex, again. It's Patty. So oh, what's you know, up, Patty? You know, you were, you were uh, at, at first you asked like the pros and cons and I was here before any back channeling where you actually had to go to somebody's IG just to say hello. So it's definitely gotten easier, but ever since we came out of COVID, which is a good thing, a lot of more distractions. So now um, people that are on here, I do agree, it's more deliberate, you know? Um, they both had their pros and cons, but now it's like the true, the, 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 the true people um, that, that really did see the benefits of Clubhouse, um, those are the people that are still on here. You know, some people just kind of like vanished, which is a little sad because it's real people on the other side. But um, it, it, it really is an awesome experience, this whole digital transformation, what it's done. I've also went across the country. I didn't go outside my country. But it, was, it wasn't for people that I met and became partners with. I've also been exposed to the entertainment world, which I never would have seen that in my cards. And I consider myself a visionary, so that says a lot. Um, but yeah, um, beautiful things have happened here. And thanks for letting me share. Back to you, Alex. Patty, okay, I got to know. First off, I love, I love, and I consider myself a visionary, and I never even saw this in my cards. I love it. But what has it, 
so what does that mean? So are you going to be on TV? Like, oh, what, what are the connections that you've made? I actually am on TV. You know, I am on TV now. I'm on the Roku channel. Uh, that's very limited, but nonetheless, it's on TV. Also, you know, in the entertainment world, also writing a book. I didn't see that happening. I also collaborated with somebody and I got certified to be an end of life coach, which really complements uh, what I do, even though I've had 30 plus years in life experience. Uh, but that certification means a lot. So just beautiful things happened here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I am on TV to answer your question. <laughs> Okay, so talk to me more. First off, I do love all the beautiful things, but what are you doing on the Roku channel? Are you, uh, is it a talk channel, show? What is well, it? The Roku channel is uh, the Pick TV network. Uh, there's 60 channels. It's black owned. He ended up in November of uh, 2020. And again, he took a risk and I met him here, Dr. David Evans. Uh, he took a risk and I met him here on Clubhouse. And, you know, we just shared a little bit. I, I went to check out his channel. And next thing you know, you know, I'm a, a business manager for the New York region. And, you know, I help him uh, get people on his channel. There's every type of station you could think of from cooking. Hi, Patricia. Yes, go ahead. Uh, Patricia, hi, I'm Amrita. I help a lot of people in terms of uh, research, write, edit format and publish their book in 10 days. David has tried to get in touch with me, but nothing really has come of it. Can you please help me out? Oh, sure. I'll 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 pass it on, but I don't think this is the the right place. So let's do that uh, offline. But uh, definitely, um, it was because again, uh, <laughs> so uh, there's uh, he has every uh, it, it is it is a startup. Remember, you know, uh, running sixty channels, um, that's not easy. So barely a year and a half in, so you got to give a little grace for that, but. Uh, but it's a beautiful thing, kind of like Breakfast of Champions, you know, like in front of our eyes, we're seeing it blossom. You know, I got to go to the virtual Grow for God. I, I just I just love this. I could go on and on. So I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> Patty, I, I love it so much. And I'm just I love your energy. I always have. Are you coming to the Grow for God um, this year in November? Uh, well, you know what? Um, that's a busy um, I'm doing a lot too, but if not, I'll be there virtually. And, uh, it was, it was just as beautiful thing too, because, uh, Mary Lynn put together live group. So we felt like we were there. Like every time somebody came on, we even made a pinky promise. Like when Amelia Antonelli went on and she was like the pinky promise, dude, uh -huh. we all made a pinky promise with each other. That's how like, we felt like we were there, you know, you guys I love that. You guys made us feel seen. So thank you. That's awesome. Patty, I'm so happy for all of your success and everything that's happening and just stay, just keep that positivity friend. Cause you're just a breath of fresh air every time you unmike and share your voice. So I love you friend. Thank you so much for everything. Who else would love to share? Uh, we're just going around. I'll reset the room really quickly. On Wednesdays, we talk all things clubhouse, all things social audio. Uh, and you know, We've gotten so rigid in our formatting. It used to be such an open forum, and now we kind of get do podcast style, which is great. I'm not against it, but today I wanted to go old school. I wanted to open the mic, open up the forum, and let as many people on the mic as possible. So if you're new to Clubhouse, you've been on Clubhouse for a long time, what do you like? What don't you like? What's changed? And what are some of the blessings that have come into your life because of Clubhouse. So who would like to share? So one of my blessings is you. 
Oh, Megan. (laughs) You're one of my blessings too, friend. But there's been, you know, Megan, you've had business opportunities. You've created an entire new uh, brand um, Mm -hmm. since joining Clubhouse. What are some of the great things that have happened in your life? Well, oh my gosh, too many really to even mention. But, you know, I would say I want to crystallize this, Alexander, uh, for uh, everyone. You know, and Heidi said a lot of this, but, you know, again, Clubhouse is a fabulous opportunity to network. And in the past, when we were in our own, and you're a networker, Alexander, uh, when we're in our own, I'm in the Austin, Texas market. And so you market technically with your warm market here. You have the opportunity to market all over the world. I mean, I'm having a Zoom call with Jackie Brannigan tomorrow. Um, we're doing some um, things, to, we're putting some things together. Um, and so it's it's not just, you know, in Austin, Texas. And that is what I love about this. Um, you know, again, Heidi mentioned chatting with her later. It's so it is, you never know that hope and possibilities, right? You know, over the horizon. Uh, it's never too early or too late. So it's really just being present, as I shared earlier with Nate. I was listening to you on uh, Monday, uh, interviewing Rachel Weaver. And I, you know, I've listened to Rachel speaking and uh, Becca about their conference, but I have a conflict. So, I mean, I've committed to going to uh, speak at this event uh, in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I'm not going to not do that. But when you were speaking with her, uh, not just about her platform with uh, human trafficking, but also the event, but then her heart about how to take the event beyond, um, I DM'd her mentioned this with Nate. And then we spoke later, Alexander, and she's got a huge uh, um, salon, spa, a medical spa background. And I was like two peas in a pod. So you never know. You just have to be present and step out. It's like when I went to Embrace Your Ambition in June of last year, a year, can you believe it? Wow. Um, I didn't know anyone, did I? Did I know you? No, no. So uh, therefore, I mean, I went to that not knowing a human being, but it's like, but I met you on Clubhouse and loved the content and the material and your hearts. So I was responding to your heart and saying, I want to know these people. So it would be like going to the Austin Women Magazine luncheon. I want to know these people. You have to get out of your own way, make that effort and connect. So it's just a beautiful thing. I mean, Clubhouse is a very extraordinary opportunity, and I love it. Thank you, Alexander. And I'll Thank see you, you next or two weeks at Embrace Your Ambition. Yes, we will be. So I love, it's so true. You know what's so crazy is there's been so many people that we have the privilege to make those connections offline, the, the, you know, in real life, the IRL relationships that go from, you know, you meet on Clubhouse to then – you meet in person and that in-person connection shifts everything. You know, um, getting to meet you in person and embrace your ambition, but not just at that conference, that was when all of us met for the first time in person. <laughs> you know, all of us were meeting for the first time. Isn't that crazy to think? It's crazy to think that that was only a year yeah, ago. Yeah, that was the third and of yet, June, Alexander, that week. Literally, literally yeah, yeah, that was the third of June. And now the 3rd of June here, we're at another conference. 
speaking again. So in one year, <laughs> how many conferences have we spoken at? How many conferences have we gone to? How many t places have we traveled to together? You know, Nate and I figured it out that we have seen each other an average of about once a month since we've met in, uh, through Clubhouse January of 2017, uh, 2017. <laughs> January of 2021. Uh, we, so we've been to seven different states, but we've been around each other like 20 different times. <laughs> and, and so some of the states have been the same. We're about to see each other, Nate and I this month twice alone. We're gonna be in Vegas this weekend. Then we'll be in Denver for Embrace Your Am uh, Ambition a couple weekends after that. It's just bananas what these relationships can actually create, not just business opportunities, not just clients, but true friendships, true, true friendships, people who you love, they love you, you want your continued, you want their success, they want your success. And it's just powerful because it all came from a little app that you use your voice. Uh, and so it's been awesome. Patricia Wooster, how are you doing today, friend? She's getting ready for her hour, which is coming here shortly. What's up, Tom? How are you, Good buddy? Man. Good to see you, by the way. Good to hear your voice-ish. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a lot better, thank God. Uh, yeah, I got my voice back, and uh, they, they never even figured out what it was, but my voice came back. I actually got a really bad <laughs> stomach bug, like really bad. Like it took me out for five days. And when I got better, my voice was better. Isn't that weird? So uh, no idea what happened, but yeah, very happy to be here. Tom, what, how, what's Clubhouse done for you, brother? I know you've made lots of connections, lots of friendships. I mean, connections uh, with people you never even thought. I mean, Joey Hicks and you are homies. You know, what has this, what has this pl uh, platform done for you, brother? So I want everybody, and such a good conversation, and you're leading this so well, as you always do. Here's, I want everybody to think about this right now. There are 111 amazing people that want to get their message out to the world that want to grow and learn and train and network and build relationships. 111 of you right now. When my wife and I would do events back in the early days, and even as of three, four years ago, we would spend 30, 40, 50 grand, spend six months promoting and sometimes only have a couple hundred people, maybe 152, 300 people in the, in, the, in the smaller events that we've done. And we've done big events too. But some of them were like two, 300 people and it cost us tens of thousands of dollars. And it cost so much. I mean, I, I can tell you the week leading up to it, two weeks, my wife and I were always like so stressed because there's so many times. Did you bring the batteries for the mic chargers? Did you, did you get the lighting kit when we do testimonials? Did, oh shoot, did we pay the photographer? Oh gosh, did the flower person, are they delivering flowers on the stage? Like, I mean, I'm just going through like the PTSD right now. <laughs> and right now for free, I'm sitting in my gym in San Diego, California, working out, listening to Alexander the Great interview great humans with 111 people right now that get to hear my message, Nate's message, Alexander's message, your message, when you net, when you network the right way and you create the relationships and you learn to grow on this app, because I want you to think about this. I want you guys to think about this. Show me in this world where you can unmike, like right now, you can, you can find a way to work your way up on stage. Every single one of you guaranteed, every one of you could be on the stage guaranteed within a week. And every one of you can open the mic 
sooner or later. I don't know when it would be. Like this morning, I could have opened the mic. I didn't. I didn't because I was doing something. But I could have opened the mic and said hi and talked to guess who? A billionaire. A literal billionaire on the show, on this show, on this stage, two, three hours ago before Haley, a billionaire. And I could have said, hey, Elena Cardone, I have a question. I hear a hot mic. I could have said, hey, Elena Cardone, I have a question for you. Or Grant Cardone or people like that. There's no other platform in the world right now. And, and it's going to change. I'm going to tell you, it's going to change when these apps, like everything starts to mature. And right now we have a little, you have a little bit more access to people that are movers and shakers, a little bit more access right now. Just like when we jumped onto TikTok for the very first time, I mean, Shalene Johnson didn't know who I was to save my life, my wife and I, but because of the influence of TikTok, we connected through TikTok or the Demelios, we connected through TikTok or people like Joey, like you mentioned, Joey. So when you're on a new platform like this, make sure you're really messaging people and learning how to grow your message through this app. So I can keep going on because this app has been so life trans transformation for me and so many other people. So. And part of that is building relationships with people like Alexander, which I'm going to see in two weeks as well. I don't want to miss out on the party this time. So my wife, well, not my wife, but I'm coming for sure to Denver here. So yay, yeah. that's going to be so good. I'm so excited. And you know what? Yesterday, I think you were in the room, Tom, uh, the room that Sally had, which had Tim's story and it had Lindsay Roberts. Were you in that room? Don't I think, think so, so, brother. Oh, you weren't? Okay. Well, Lindsay Roberts, who is... Um, Richard Roberts' wife, that's Oral Roberts' son's wife. So Oral Robert, um, you know, he has a university, one of the greatest names in, uh, one of the biggest and well-known families in American history. And here we are chit-chatting with Lindsay Roberts. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I, just the, the opportunities. I mean, I got to interview Ashton Kutcher. I mean, that was one of the coolest opportunities I've ever had. Uh, you know, I ch chatted with Tori Spelling multiple times, Paris Hilton. Not that these people are, you know, people that their fame doesn't make them more worthy in any way, shape or form. However, it does make them less accessible. And this platform, because I love that word access, and I feel like that's really what you were tapping into, Tom, is that Clubhouse has a way of really giving and providing access if you use it right. Like Tom mentioned, three hours ago, he could have talked to a billionaire. Again, just because someone has billions of dollars in their bank account, that doesn't make them better than anyone else, but it does make them a little more difficult to access. And yet here on Clubhouse, I bet you there was a Q&A period that people could have asked someone who has achieved something not many have achieved and ask them how to get there. I think that that's powerful. And, um, you know, that's one of the things that Clubhouse has done. And so Tom is already someone who came into Clubhouse with a high level of success, multiple times achieved success, uh, and, and then recently achieving that success again, you know, him and his wife creating a huge uh, fit mom tribe with, 30, 40, 50,000 women worldwide. I don't, I, you know, I don't exactly know demographics where they're all at, but you know, worldwide, move, making a movement, a movement that's helping people make money, you know, and, and live life at a better way. And that's powerful. He already came in there, and yet connections are being made because access was provided. And so um, I have just been so blessed 
with the access that has been provided in my life because it's allowed dreams to come true. It's allowed opportunities I never thought that would happen come to fruition. Um, you know, Tim's story helped start my father's ministry when I was a young man. And now as an adult, I'll be speaking on stage with Tim's story at the Grow Your Business for God's Sakes conference because of Clubhouse. <laughs> like that's bananas to me, you know, that's such a full circle moment and so bananas that that's happening. And so um, that's what we're talking about. We have 15 minutes left. Patricia Wooster, are you here friend? Not yet. I'm not sure. Um, who else is here with me? If you're here on stage, do me a favor and flash your mic because I'd like to see who is here. All hey, in, Amanda. Uh, yeah, all in, always all in. Okay, I saw Amanda. I'm going to get to you because I love speaking to my friend Amanda Jimenez. But I have not talked to this gentleman in a minute up in this clubhouse. Is that Kwani Burks? Do I see Kwani Burks with the new profile picture too? Q, is that you? With the new new. With that new new. Dude, how are you doing? How you been? What's popping? What's popping? It's still Kwani Burks. I've been Gucci. Uh, just came back from, and Gucci, Gucci is good for anybody that didn't know that. I got you. Um, I just came back from Nashville, Tennessee. Tennessee uh, was on Broadway. Had a good time, man. I, I've been good, man. I've just been pedal to the metal. You were in Nashville? You didn't track me down, Kwani Burks? I just got back a few days ago. Nate, I knew you were going to say something as soon as I said that. <laughs> and I, I'm, hor I'm horrible, man. I'll I, I, I be forgetting to take pictures and everything. I I should have. I should have reached out to you knowing that that's your stomping grounds down there. But um, I loved it, man. It was everything they said it was. And... Um, Nashville most definitely got a dose of Kwani Burks. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> That's a good times. Well, listen, brother. Up, I'll take yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's an inside joke, y'all. Meanwhile, you back know, at the ranch. Yeah, like for real. Man, you remember those things. So me and Kwani Burks got to meet in real life, and we met in the middle of podunk town america <laughs> in ohio and it was at the craziest bar we i have ever been to in my life <laughs> and so he's quoting uh one of the three sentences that one of the men sitting at the bar would just constantly repeat the entire night <laughs> that we were there so good memory that you remember that brother good to hear from you man happy to see you uh thanks for stopping in appreciate it always a pleasure man i'm gonna start tapping in a lot more and uh when I get around this nation, I'm going to start tapping in with y'all. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, all right, Amanda Jimenez, how are you, my friend? Hello, hello, hello. So glad to be here today. I always enjoy um, tuning in and listening to you guys. Um, I just wanted to share, Megan, when you were speaking um, about connecting and all that, it's for me, Clubhouse has been a blessing. I haven't opened a, a room yet. I haven't done much. I know I'm more on the quiet side, but um, I can say that it has been a blessing because um, listening to you guys has expanded, um, has like kind of sort of opened the other possibilities in, in like entrepreneurship. I've been able to work with Tara um, a lot. So I'm super blessed to be able to work with her as well. She's 
kind of um, teaching me how to, you know, do reels and develop a brand as well. Um, listening to Nate as well, listening to Tom, listening to you, listening to everyone. So I hope maybe someday I'll get to meet you guys also um, in person. Um, but I have to say that definitely tuning in and, and having these connections and, and um, stepping out and, and exploring different avenues, you know, in, in, in branding and all that um, has really helped me. I know I'm already, you know, I know I'm just starting but I'm really excited for what, you know, the future is going to hold. So thank you so much for um, allowing me to, to speak today. Of course. And thank you so much for sharing and thank you so much for taking, you know, oper taking this opportunity and not taking it for granted, but rather, you know, grabbing the bull by his horn and learning and growing and, and utilizing the resources and partnering with Tara and meeting, you know, listening to what Nate's saying. And, you know, at the end of the day, when people like Nate and like Tara and Tom and uh, Kelsey and Marcus and Ashley and Patricia and so many others, when they put effort and energy into a topic or they put effort and energy in sharing and teaching, they don't do it just because they want to hear themselves speak. They do it because we do it because we hope that we're making impact that we're touching people's lives, that we're helping people move the needle forward. That's the goal, right? And so uh, when people actually take action and they listen, and then we see the, the work that they're putting into it, the energy, the hard work, the effort come to fruition, the blessings that come their way, uh, a, a business that grows, a brand that takes off, whatever it may be, that is truly at the end of the day, the biggest reward. And so, Amanda, you keep up show you keep showing up consistently. You keep doing the work. You keep actually doing the action, taking the action, and you're going to go so far, friend. And you have so many people that are on your side that want to see you succeed, that want to see you win, and just genuinely, truly, truly, truly beyond blessed that you are part of this incredible community. So, thank you so much, friend, for all that you do and for always showing up. Ladies and gentlemen, we have 10 minutes left before I pass the mic over to Patricia Wooster. Patricia, whenever you are here, you flash your mic at me and let me know that you're here so that I know. Okay, girl, how are you doing today, Ms. Patricia Wooster? I am great. I am. I tried to pipe in earlier, but I was uh, trying to get my AirPod Pros to start working. Um, but yeah, I'm great. It's good to see you, Alexander. It's, you know what? I want to ask you a quick question because you're someone who um, you you have been able to do a lot of incredible things prior to Clubhouse, right? You already came with a pretty awesome resume, um, but since Clubhouse, I've seen you really up level, not just up level in your skill sets because the way you coach and train, I just see that growth as well. But I know that you've up-leveled your life in general. What are some of the big blessings that have come your way because of Clubhouse? Oh my gosh, it's so incredible. And I think most of us would agree that it's come through relationships. So, you know, it's one thing to come on here and listen and get a lot of new information. You know, I didn't know anything about crypto and some of those other things when you come in. But when you really start first, just opening up your mic, whether it's, you know, opening your own room or jumping into somebody else's room and speaking up and start communicating with other people. And then you can turn that into collaborative partnerships and 
that's where it's really been exciting for me. I mean, I'm working with people now who are going to be able to get the things that I'm writing or the projects I'm working on with other people in, you know, in front of Gary Vee and David Meltzer and, you know, just such a, a higher level of people just because all of these relationships that I've invested in since what, like January of the year before, you know, now we've built that like, know, and trust with each other, which you can get from this sort of interactive audio experience. And then like you were saying, meeting people in real life, you know, they're starting to not, you know, to monetize as well. But, you know, when it started out, it, we were just, you know, it was COVID. We were trying to build relationships and friendships and, and just communicate with people and learn about what's going on with different people from all over the world. But, you know, if, when you start with relationship first, it can turn into all sorts of things. So it's been incredible. And I still cannot believe that you and I met in another state but we live in the same city and have never met up. I know, <laughs> that is, you know, there's actually multiple people that I have seen them multiple times out of state, but they live in the Tampa Bay area and I've never seen them in person. Isn't that crazy? Amanda is one of them, Tara yeah. is one of them. That is just crazy that, um, have, you, have you met Amanda in person yet or no? Only in Kentucky. <laughs> so yeah. that's hilarious so we met in kentucky all three of us and then never have met in person isn't that crazy we need to rectify that we need to do like a tampa bay clubhouse meetup because i've never met mary lynn wilkinson i mean i, I talk to her almost every single day <laughs> you know yeah, i haven't met her either and i i did go to boca and i met with wendy bloom and so i met her but um yeah, it's it's crazy because there's so many of us here, and I guess because we talk on here, it's kind of like we feel like it's just like when I, I came right. and I'm like just now and said it's good to see you. I can't see you, <laughs> but that's what it feels right. like, right? I'm I'm staring at a hot pink picture of you. <laughs> that's so true. I love that, and you know what, Patricia, uh, I love what you're sharing, and you know, it it, it just puts a really beautiful bow. And even what Nate was talking about with, you know, collaborations and, 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 and making sure that you find those powerful collaborative partnerships that help move the needle forward. But more importantly, in your case, actually provide access again of that powerful word to, you know, the eyes of Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Elena Cardone and, and, and beyond and in turn putting your name on a place, you know, so that you can reach have a bigger impact and touch the lives that you know God put you on this earth to touch. And that's the powerful, powerful part of it. I love that so much, friend. And guys, Patricia Wooster will be taking over here in just five short minutes. If you are someone that's ever thought, I want to write a book or I have a story and I need to get this story out. Or maybe it's not you want to put your story to pages, but you want to put it to content. Uh, she is a wonderful person to help not just teach you how to write a book, but how to come up with content that helps social media, helps all types of things. So make sure that you guys grab your pen and paper and hang tight um, because we are gonna be passing the baton over to her in just a few short minutes. Before I do, Nate, all in, Forrest, are you here, brother? If you yes, see sir. my face, I'm in the building. I'm in the place. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we gotta come up with a different one just so that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you see my i don't know i can't think of anything uh you have been probably one of the people that i have i just know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this has done huge things for your life um this i mean you saw this opportunity very early on you saw how this can actually really really help you make the impact that you know you're placed on this earth to make what are some of the blessings now obviously you are rich i mean you're a billionaire in relationships literally you are rich in love and abundant in friendship because of who you are as a human, but what are some of the other blessings that have come your way in a few minutes? Woo. Oh man. But I mean, you just hit it. Just the relationships. It's like, just, uh, man, if it's just like, like, yeah, how do I do that? In just a couple of minutes. Uh, I mean, I talked about it earlier today, just the power of collaborations guys. You're, it's just so much harder to build a business, especially online. If you're trying to do everything on your own and then just trying to get people to go click on the links and buy your products and you can, you can get results that way. There's just so much more power. I think I've said this before and I don't know if I've ever read this in a book or I don't know if I've, you know, there might be some scripture somewhere, but I, I think God's ultimate resource for us are the people that he brings us into, you know, that he brings into our lives. Now, of course, Proverbs talks about the power of effective partnering, but as far as just the people that he brings in our lives, it could be a, just a, um, you know, people that we bump into, people that we bump into at work, um, people are our ultimate resource. And when I saw Clubhouse, I saw this as the ultimate social media platform for for uh, for connecting with the right kind of people to to move my business and my life forward. And it's a combination of people that I'm not in business with, not in business. They're not customers. We're not, you know, working together, but we're, but we've done different projects together. And then there's people that, you know, of course we're in business together, you know, me and you and Alexander, we like to, uh, we like to get people to drink more ketones. I, I'm sitting here drinking my first ketone right now. And so there's, there's some people that we're in business with and there's some people that we're not, but uh, I encourage people to, you know, clubhouse has been a blessing because of just so many, I'm not going to start naming names, but it's all about what you just said, relationships. And then what I said earlier, collaborations. And it's like, pay it, really pay close attention. Clubhouse has helped me pay closer, closer attention to people and what they're doing. Pay close attention to what they're doing. You can, you can hear them on Clubhouse, but then get in the DMs and get on the telephone and ask questions and find out what people really want. And Clubhouse has just done that for me. It's put me on, just like you, it's put me on several stages. I think I've spoken at five or six events just since joining Clubhouse. I never wanted to be a public speaker, but but I, I also knew that, uh, you know, getting it and networking at events and speaking in front of people and getting in front of other audience is a big, a big factor in uh, in taking your business to the next level. Whether you get on a, a literal stage or a clubhouse stage or you just get on somebody's Instagram live, learn how to get in front of other people's audiences. And so that's one thing that Clubhouse has done for me. And I'll, I'll finish with that is it's helped me get in front of other i've done trainings for tom challenge group you know i've spent time at, at live meetings with tom challenge uh, a community i've spent you know times at the embrace your ambition community on their stages and on and on and on not going to just keep naming examples you guys get the point but learn how to get in front of other people's audiences while you build your audience that's what clubhouse has done for me i've been on multiple uh, uh stages and audiences while i build my own community and so i encourage you guys to all get creative and figure out how you can do the same but a great question, Alex. So, no, but it would, so would take me an hour good. to really answer that.
No, but so good, so good, so good, so good. It's put given him the opportunity to get in front of other people's audiences while building his own audience at the same time. And I just think that's powerful. Literally one of the fewest people, one of the few people that I have seen truly maximize the power of Clubhouse, the power of networking, and he's because he's truly the best human. <laughs> he's such a good man. IRL, inside, outside, every fiber of his being. Everyone that knows Nate and calls Nate a friend would literally give their life for Nate because that's who he is. What was your Venmo? And so, What's your Venmo, Alex? <laughs> Alex G482, let's go. <laughs> that's my everything. Well, it was until Facebook shut it down. But um, <laughs> anyways, Nate, I love you, brother. I appreciate you. Clubhouse wouldn't be the same without you. This has been a really fun hour, just chit-chatting, uh, sharing with what the different blessings that Clubhouse has brought into our lives. We've heard people get incredible jobs, never thinking they'd be in the entertainment industry, and now they are. People creating business opportunities, people building audience, people learning, people growing, and ultimately, many making dreams come true, all because of the little platform uses your voice and allows you to be you. This has been an incredible hour. Thank you to everyone who shared and added value. Uh, it is with great pleasure that I pass the baton on to the great Patricia Wooster, who's going to take it over for the next hour and teach you how to be a best-selling author. Over to you, Patricia. Thank you, Alexander. Appreciate it. And one thing I just thought of is another thing that Clubhouse did for me was in November, I'm being flown out to um, Club Med to speak for 45 minutes, and then they're paying for my entire vacation. <laughs> so. Yes. Okay, I I'm in on it, Patricia. What do they need? Who they? I I'll, I'll go teach something. What do they? Need? <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not a speaker either, but I was like, all right, that sounds great. And then <laughs> we're moving our kid into college um, in a month, and I was able to get a speaking gig in the same town. So my hotels and everything are covered for that, too. So, you know, I, sign me up. Okay, I'll be a speaker, you know. So, <laughs> so smart. I love how you're using it. You see where you got to travel to, and you're like, where can I find a stage there? I like, flex, I like right it. I like it. Alexander. That's right? Let flex. me find out. I got to go to Hawaii. Hold up. Let me see. I got a stage. Done. <laughs> yeah. Can anyone find me a place in Italy? I'm good. Like, I'll talk about anything. I don't care. So, um, but yeah, Clubhouse is so amazing. And so we talk about these relationships we're building. And if any of you are like me and have spent a ton of time trying to figure out the hacks for building your Facebook account or your Instagram or your followers, wherever, you know that it takes a lot of work and effort. And what I love about Clubhouse, because I would not consider myself a social media person, it's one of those things that like, I've always felt like I did because I needed it, um, is that Clubhouse doesn't feel like work. You know, Clubhouse, it, once you make those relationships and if you show up, you know, as the person that you are and add value and are genuine in it, you're actually building um, a warm audience versus a cold audience you may get if you put up a lot of money into ads or something like that to build up an audience. And and just as a side note on the Facebook thing, somebody hacked my account and <laughs> my Facebook account and my ad account and all of it is gone. So 
You never know what's going to happen to those things, but relationships is something that you can always take with you. So I encourage everyone to make sure that you find your space on Clubhouse and start speaking up and really engaging with other people. So I am going to do a bit of a speed round today because I'm actually in the middle of grad high school graduation things and I'm picking people up from the airport soon. And so I don't want to necessarily take you guys with me because I'm not sure how that will translate. But for those of you who don't know me, my name is Patricia Wooster and I am a 16 time published author. 13 of those were traditionally published. And I am a book coach and run a publishing company that helps experts, entrepreneurs, leaders, former athletes write and publish books that create an impact with their audience. And if you guys are familiar with Amelia Antonetti, um, we are working on a ginormous project with her right now, because if you've heard her speak, she's absolutely incredible. And it's just imperative that we get her intellectual property documented and out to as many people as possible. So um, for many of you, and if people have questions, raise your hand because I'd rather answer questions than just blabble to everybody. And I wanna make sure that I get to people's questions. Anything about writing, publishing, marketing, I'm happy to answer. So um, as we all know, an object in motion stays in motion. So now that summer's coming up and there's the beach and the pool and the kids and vacations and all the things, it's time to start thinking about how do we keep some of our big goals and projects moving forward while not, you know, giving up all those things that we want to do. And so that's kind of hard, but if we think about it, if we take the summer off, that's three months and then there's Christmas and spring break and all the things, it's really hard to get some of these big projects done, like, you know, get, you know, like writing a book or creating a course or, or those kind of things that maybe, you know, there's not exactly a deadline on, um, but that we really, really want to get. So many of the people I work with, like I said, they're not professional writers. They're not going to write a series of books necessarily, but they want a book to increase their authority or expertise or impact within their industry. It becomes a great lead in globally for them to bring new people into the world um, and introduce their expertise to them. So there's two different things that I hear from people. And one is I am not a writer. And the other is I'm not, I'm not sure I'm, a, I'm an expert, right? And so neither one of these are necessarily true is that with writers, if you look at some of the New York Times bestselling authors, actually most of them are not writers. They're an expert in some sort of category. And between them having a well-organized book and expertise and then editing and a team that helps, you know, polish it and make it look good, that's how their book was delivered professionally. It's not one person who was this amazing, you know, straight A student in English, that's very, very, very few people. So I kind of want people to get that out of their head immediately because that in itself should never deter you from writing a book. And the second is I'm not an expert or I'm not sure if I'm an expert enough. And the thing is, the truth is we're all experts in so many different areas 
whether we're a parent or a child or we've been we've experienced something or something through work or we've been educated on something. And so when we're writing a book or when we're creating content and we feel like maybe we have the experience, but we don't have, say, the degree or the background or something that we think that that material would need, what we want to do is build our ideas upon the foundation of other people who have that expertise. So that way that works is if you're going to write a book about, say, health and wellness, because you went through a health and wellness journey, you lost a lot of weight and you had a lot of success, but maybe you're not like a nutritionist or a weight trainer or whatever, is you can find those experts and use their research, as long as you give them credit for it, in your book. So that's how you build the foundation. People like Brennan Burchard do this. Gabby Bernstein does it. Even Brene Brown brings in other sources. And all that does is it increases your credibility because now you are somebody who is known to bring the best. Now, Tony Robbins just did that with his book, Life Force. That entire book is written based on the expertise of who he finds to be the biggest experts in all those individual categories. And by doing that, he did all the heavy lifting for his readers. So now the rest of us don't have to go out, sift through information and find the best, you know, nutritional and education and vitamins and health and wellness and all the things he did it for us. So you don't need any of those things, but what you do need is you need motivation. And so I am sure that there are many, many people in this room who have tried to write a book or they've started writing, they're a little bit stuck, have an idea for a book, but they just kind of, they never find the time for it. Um, They always think it's gonna happen next month or in the summer or during the winter or whatever that is. And that motivation is never gonna come if the only motivation is that you want to be a published author. You really, 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 if you have a business, if you're somebody who's busy, is what you want to do is tie that motivation into what your why is. Because every single year, 87% of all people add writing a book onto their New Year's resolutions. And less than 5% ever even get started. And that's because their motivation isn't strong enough. They like the idea of having a book but they haven't really tied it into maybe their current business, how it's gonna bring more money in for them, how it's gonna get them onto stage. And when you can tie it to part of your value ladder, now obviously I'm talking about nonfiction because that's my category. Um, You know, fiction or memoirs or some of these other things are sometimes hobby or passion projects and they're a totally different category of why. But if you're, if you're a business person, whether you're pivoting or you have a business or you work for corporate, your why has to be really strong because we're all really busy, right? And so what we want to do is figure out how can we increase our motivation to write the book. And so, and this is even if you want to create a course, it's the exact same thing, process you have to go to. Is your why one of these things? Is it that you want to claim your methodologies, processes, and framework? You know, you want other people to know you for these things. You've developed a system 
and you want to make sure you're the one that puts your name on it. Now think about it. If we go back to the Amelia example, this is exactly why she would want to write a book is to claim it and make it part of her legacy. Because now that she's speaking to thousands of people every week, she wants to make sure that not only she get credit for it, but that she can get a global impact with her words. So that goes into building your legacy. What do you want to be known for? Because you may be really, really well known within your community, within a small group of people here on Clubhouse or somewhere else. But that's such a small amount of people compared to all the people that's out there. Or do you want to write it so you can share and monetize your experience? Now, one of the, and this kind of goes into generating leads as well. So if you've heard me speak in here before, you've heard me talk about the fact that when I published the book called The Right Plan, which is my methodologies that I use with clients back in December, I was then in January, I was out with COVID for about 10 days. While I was out for co with COVID, not working, my book brought in five figures into my business. Now that's not five figures worth of book sales because that'd be hell of a lot of books. It was that I had a strong value ladder attached to that book. I had other courses and programs that once people read that book that ascended them through where I was 100% hands off. So the book was working for me while I was not working. And so that's a great why. And I knew that was going to happen. And that's what motivated me to get my book written and finished because I wanted to start having some some of my expertise working for me when I was off doing other things. The other thing is, is it can raise awareness. So maybe you're passionate about a particular cause or something that's happening in the world or a particular group of people like say teenagers or kids or something. And you want to raise awareness around something that you feel like more people should be focused on. And the other one is generate leads. And the one thing I would caution you on this, because we hear these ads or we see these ads on Facebook and it'll say, write a book in a weekend or the book is your new business card. Be very, very careful and skeptical about some of those things. Because like, if you look at my link pinned to the top, that is to outline your book in a weekend. Writing a book in a weekend, if, if a professional writer cannot do it, then the rest of us cannot do it either. It's impossible. And the thing is, is that I would assume that most of us have spent a lot of time curating and making sure that our LinkedIn profile and our work history and how we represent ourselves in the world is super professional and really good. So the last thing we want to do is expose ourselves to a global audience in a less than professional way. So we want to be very, very intentional when we release books and programs that are going to be around for years and years and years to come. So the, and the business card analogy, I don't like because it sounds fluffy. A business card, we can go on to, I think it's called Moo or Value Print or Vista Print or any of those. And we can create that in about 15 minutes. A sales or a business card is a sales tool. It is something meant for some, it's more of a sales type brochure. We want our book to create sales, but we don't want it to be salesy. 
We want people to buy from us based on reading our book because we offered so much value that by the end of the book, they're saying, wow, if I got this much for like 15 bucks, I can't imagine what I would get if I invested in their coaching program or their digital programs, or I had them come speak on a stage. That's what we want people thinking. We don't want them to feel like we're pitching them within our book. And that's a very, very common mistake. And, you know, Dre Baldwin, who speaks, I think, Monday morning on Breakfast of Champions, he's a friend of mine. And we went to a Russell Brunson conference. And those speakers were, were not paid, and they were not allowed to pitch from stage. But they were allowed to leave a book in every chair for the participants. And that was kind of a way that, you know, they could give something away and maybe generate leads. And out of all those books, and I mean, it was a pile of books, there were only two. One was Myron Goldman's and the other one, Myron Golden, sorry. And the other one was Dan Kennedy's. And the rest of them were glorified sales brochures that promised to solve a problem for you, even made the problem worse, irritated it in the book for you, and never offered you a solution. The punchline at the end of the book was, buy my course, join my mastermind, do this, this, or that, and I promise you'll get that answer. And that's a terrible way to start a relationship with somebody that you want to do business with. So that first thing of getting that motivation together is really tied into your why. And if you don't have a why, then writing a book is probably not timely for you right now. It's probably not the right time to be thinking about writing and publishing a book. Make sure that why is strong enough that you put in the effort and you're excited to get it done. Because if we think about push versus pull energy and the theory of motivation, pushing something is really, really hard, right? That's negative energy. I think it's like pushing something up a hill, right? Versus pulling energy is something that's positive. You want to pull towards you. And I think of this when I think of, I have a 15-year-old son, and he's super, super sharp, but he could care less about school. You know, he, he saw some video with Gary Vee a few years ago, and Gary Vee said, nobody needs to go to college, basically, and he was convinced. And before that, he was a straight-A honor student. So, but he's very, very entrepreneurial. And so if I come at him with school, the reasons why school is important, study, do this, do this and that, it's pushing. I'm pushing against him. But if I tie it to the fact that he's he's got a clothing business, if I tie it to his clothing business and how and figure out a way to let him know that if you get this stuff done when you're in class, you have this extra time to spend on your business and your dad now be 100% supportive of you and this, this and that, now we're pulling him towards, towards us. We're getting the same results, but it doesn't feel heavy and hard. And that's what we want to think about when it comes to figuring out how to write our book in a way that feels easy, that makes us want to do it. I have on my whiteboard in my office, I have a value ladder drawn out for these books that I'm working on with Amelia right now. I know exactly how much money we are going to make off this entire value ladder. I mean, she and I have had discussions about it. We could tell you where the opportunities are going to come from and where we're going to reach new audiences and get to spread her message 
with people from all over the world. And we have really, really mapped it out. So I encourage you to do the same thing. And the way you map out a value ladder, totally going off script here, is your book would be at the base. Okay, so say you're in a clubhouse room, you could pin your book up to the top of the room. You can have it in your um, Instagram profile, LinkedIn. You could send it out to free to people because a digital copy you could send out for free and a physical copy through your author costs is going to cost you about three bucks a book. It's a very cheap way to get a lead. So at the very bottom is your book. And then right above that, you want to put something that's a bridge between the price of your book, which could be 15 to 20 bucks. Let's just say it's a paperback to where you ultimately want to take them. So maybe it's a small course, $97 offer, right? So that would be the next thing. And a really easy way to do this is take a piece of your book and create modules. So it mirrors the book. And in the back of the book, you're going to mention that you've got this course. And then from there, you could have a signature program. It could be a mastermind. It's part you, part course, right? And so maybe that's $1,000. The very top of your pyramid should be one-on-one with you. That should be the most exclusive, the most expensive. You know, I don't like, I don't do a lot of one-on-ones anymore with people. It's usually in group. It's a digital program. It's, it's, you know, it's something else, but that's where your value ladder can be. And when you're just getting started, the best value ladder really to have is just one-on-one coaching. Cause you can start figuring out what people really want. You can get some confidence and you can start creating these other things in between during that same period of time. That makes sense. And your value ladder can have all kinds of things. It can be workshops. It could be group coaching. It could be one-on-one coaching. It could be consulting. It could be public speaking. It could be products. Um, it could be, you know, an app. There's all different things that you could, you can create around that. It's really just combining things that you enjoy with also ways to ascend your client so that you increase your lifetime value of a client and they also get a stickier and stickier and stickier result. So it's a win-win for everybody. So think about that when you're thinking about your why and you can work backwards. So if you write for 30 minutes a day, you can have your book done in about by the end of this summer right? And then why it's going through editing and book cover design and all that stuff in September or August or however fast you are, you could be creating the course. So before the Christmas rush, before Black Friday, before, you know, Thanksgiving, you could be offering a book and a course in just a few months. And I am really serious that when you map out your book, which is why I penned this this course that's pinned to the top is only 27 bucks. When you map out your book very intentionally, like that's in that program, then it should be outlined enough that you can actually utilize 30 minutes a day. Instead of staring at a blank screen, you will actually be able to write. And it's very realistic to think that before Thanksgiving next year, you're going to have a book and you're going to have a course and you're going to have coaching and you have a whole new value ladder that you can start promoting here on Clubhouse and in other places. 
And I will tell you that I have gone and spoke in some clubhouse rooms and just by, this is even before we had links pinned at the top, walked away with a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks um, with low ticket offers just by mentioning them, just by building like no one trusts with people, just by having people who show up and hear me speak week after week. Um, so it's a great way to start bringing in income, testing your material, and just getting out to new people. It gives you a way to really like evolve what you're currently doing. So that goes to the second thing, which is you're going to want to align your core values. And what I mean by this is oftentimes the book we set out to write or the course we set out to create is actually not the right course for where we want to be in our lives. So years ago, I wrote a book. Um, I had a publishing contract with Simon & Schuster, and I wrote a book that was a personal development book for high schools and high schoolers and kids that were just going into college. Now that book actually, it did really well, but what it did, which, I mean, this seems stupid now, but you know, I didn't give a lot of thought to is the way I had to sell it because my buyer probably wasn't going to be the kids. It was going to be more like the adults is I had to go speak at high schools, middle schools, colleges, all of those things, nonprofits, that kind of stuff. And if I really would have thought about it at that period of my life, my kids were young and stuff, that wasn't necessarily what I wanted to be doing. And I would have maybe written a slightly different book. So I have people come to me, literally 90% of the people that come to me have the wrong way that they're going to be doing their book. So I'll give you an example that applies more to personal development is I had a client that came to me and she said, Everybody says I should write a book about leadership. I've built these great teams and I'm going to write this thing about hiring and and doing all these things. And, you know, we start mapping out this framework she's been doing. And then, you know, within 30 minutes, she tells me that, oh, I just can't wait in a couple of years. Now, she was VP of a um, Fortune 500 company. She said, I just want to have my own consulting business and I want to be helping startups build their first team. Well, that's a totally different audience than a corporate audience. And so my question back to her is, why would you write a book that builds an audience for a business that or job you already have that you don't want, right? So when we write a book, remember, we're building a new set of leads, a new audience, a new reach. So make sure the people that would be most attracted to what you're writing are the people that you want to work with in the future, because you're going to be talking about that book for years and years and years. My personal development book for teens that came out in the beginning of 2017, still, there are still school districts and organizations that buy hundreds of books at one time for that. I'm still talking about that book. So we want to make sure that we're building the right audience for ourselves and also for the other products and services we're going to create. So the questions you can ask yourself is, is where do I want to be in my life and my career in the next couple of years? And what audience do I want to be serving with my book and business? 
And then what is that expertise or experience that I have for this particular audience? So what this allows you to do is it allows you to write a book that creates an audience for your book, utilize your expertise in the right way, build a brand that aligns with your next steps, write a book for the right audience and create a value ladder for your offers. And it may sound like I really hammer that value ladder hard, but I think it is absolutely so important to make sure that you have a strong value ladder because I'm not sure if how many, you know, clubhouse rooms you sat in or whatever, but I ran a Q&A room with Dre Baldwin for over a year, twice a week. Sometimes the rooms went for four hours and where people wrote, asked us questions about writing, publishing, and marketing a book. And we had so many questions about selling books that we opened up in a separate room that that's the only thing we would talk about is selling books because so many people had either written the wrong book. So they wrote a book about one thing. But their career, they in their business, they were doing something different. So there was a disconnect between their social media profiles, what they talked about on Clubhouse and everywhere else. But then they just say, buy my book. And it was so different. It didn't even make sense. Or their value ladder wasn't strong enough. that the only, So the only way that they were going to make a lot of money on their book is to sell thousands and thousands of copies. And I will tell you that once you have a good back end tied to your book, you'll be so much happier to sell a hundred books, but have those people converting into your other products, services, and coaching than having to go out and sell your book one by one by one and make like $3 off of each copy that you sell. So you want to make sure that your time, that you've monetized your time properly by when you write and publish a book so that you can get in front of people. Because nobody sees your book if it's just uploaded to Amazon and sitting there. And so it doesn't do you any good or, and it's, it's deflating, you know? And so that's why I really talk about that value ladder. And sometimes the value ladder can be bulk sales and that's probably a discussion for another day, but I will tell you that um, with one of my books, I sold thousands and thousands and thousands of copies through bulk sales primarily. And that was just having a good pitch that I sent through an email to nonprofits and, and corporations and different organizations where I knew my book would fit and just being strategic about it. And I was able to sell many copies to one person and it made my job a lot easier than running Facebook ads and Amazon ads and, and going around and selling one book at a time. So I really, you know, if a book is something that you're thinking about, I would give, you know, some time in that planning stage to figure out where it fits into your business, where it fits into your life, what you want to tie it into and who exactly are you going to be selling it to? Because when you have that plan in place, that is your motivation right there. That is better than any other kind of accountability hack or writer's group or any other thing that you could ever have is if you understand why it's important, the writing and everything else will just be so much easier. 
So I want to open it up for questions or comments um, before I hop off to the airport in a Florida storm. Um, so if you have any questions about writing, marketing, publishing your book, I'm happy to answer them now. Just go ahead and jump in. Hey, Patricia, it's Heidi Wild. I'm going to jump in, ask a question. Thank you. Go ahead, Heidi. Good to see you. This is gold. This is gold. I actually back-channeled you as well. So uh, you mentioned earlier in the conversation. This is really helpful. Thank you. You mentioned earlier in the conversation to reference people, you know, um, Tony Robbins does it and this and that. So when you're putting something else, somebody else's work in your book, uh, do you have to do something in a, like a bibliography? Um, for example, I was early on in Clubhouse, Forbes magazine came on, I was quoted. So I put that in my book and I put the quote in my book and I put the link to the Forbes magazine. So I'm referencing an outside source and um, my editor was researching told that you have to put it in the back of it like a, a bibliography or Amazon and the other platforms will toss my book off. So can you elaborate a little bit for me and the rest of the audience? Thank you. Heidi Wilde yielding the mic. Yeah, thank you, Heidi. That's an excellent question. So there is a free resource. You just have to watch like a 30 second ad every three days, you know, if you're using it consecutively, that's called citationmachine.net. And you can create a citation in any style. I use Chicago manual style um, when I'm writing books, but I think you could probably use some of the other styles as well. But um, all you have to do is you paste the website link into it. So even if it's an Amazon, if it's a book, you could go to Amazon, pull up that book and copy that link and you paste it in and it will create the entire citation footnote for you, which is just magic because I don't know if anybody else remembers how to do that from high school, but I don't. And what I do is, so I use Google Docs, but even in Word, it works. You can go into and do the insert footnote. And so I just piece them in there as I'm, as I'm using them, as I'm, you know, using sources. And then when I send it to editing, the editors, um, and I've used a lot of different editors and they all do it the same way, is they'll pull it and you can either have it in a bibliography or if you just have a few, you can just leave them as footnotes in your book. I don't think that's distracting at all. And um, I usually just save them as, I just have them as footnotes on the page because they're tiny and I think it's easier for the user too. But the great thing too is about these, um, these document, these, um, these footnotes and things, these services is that if you decide to add a footnote up in chapter two and you already had them in three, four, five, it will reorder them all on your document for you. So you don't have to go and change the numbers for the citations, but, and that's really important for me because the framework that I use with people is we get your book outlined so tight because I don't believe in writer's block that people can jump around when they're writing their book, you know, as they're writing. So if they have something top of mind that they know is going in chapter six, they can pop it in there. And so it was really important to find a resource that would reorder those footnotes and stuff for us. But yeah, citationmachine.net is a great Got free it. service. So Thank that's what so I would much. use. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Back to you. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. 
Anybody else have any questions, comments? If great information audience, as always, Patricia. Great info. Thank you, TM. It's good to, I keep saying good to see you, even though I, I mean, I'm looking at your picture. But um, I'm one of those weird clubhouse people that I'm literally always staring at everybody's pictures while I'm talking to them. So. <laughs> but good to see you. I haven't been on clubhouse for a while, except for uh, during Amelia's segment. So. You as well. I'm going to be sure to hit hey, you up Patricia. when I'm down in Tampa as well. Go ahead, Queen. Oh, thank yeah, you. absolutely. Patricia. Hi, Mariana. Hey, my love. So good to see you and hear you. Uh, you are so amazing. And, you know, coming from someone who uh, has gotten to know Patricia uh, in the last few months pretty closely, I can tell you that she is unbelievable. Uh, the work that she does is incredible, and she can do it like no other. Uh, but one question that I had, love, is what is better to write? your own book, you know, by yourself with your own story and trying to reach those clients that you uh, want to reach at that moment. I think that's what I heard you say, or collaboration. What, what do you recommend? Like collaboration with other people. I have been approached to collaborate with other women in different books, uh, but I have always been hesitant, hesitant to say yes to it. So, um, what is your opinion on that? I never asked you that. Oh, so this is a great question. So I, I do both. So I'm like, I'm working, if you guys know Wendy Bloom, she and I are working together right now in a co-author book that's um, called, called To Speak, Lead, and Impact. And we have 25 authors, um, many of them from Clubhouse, who each wrote a chapter. And, you know, these co-author books, or they're sometimes marketed as anthologies, they are crapshoot, I'm telling you. So this is the third one I've organized. And some of them that I've seen that are out there are just pure crap. So sometimes you you got to find what the goal is of the organizer. So sometimes the goal is for everyone to hit USA Today, Wall Street Journal bestseller status. And if they're guaranteeing that, then they they may have a way that they're gaming the system or or they've they've got something figured out. There's a trick for sure. So oftentimes those books, if you go look at them, um, like I so I bought books from all of the big people that have co-author things to see what they were doing. A lot of times these the chapters are terrible. Like they haven't really been edited. The book's not really marketed because there's like a bots or something that are buying the books. I don't know who's buying them. But what's interesting is you'll find is none of the participants even mention or have a picture of that book on their website. They'll just say they're USA Today bestselling author, but you'll never even, it's like, you'll never see what book that is. And that's because they're not that proud of it. So that's the worst of the worst, okay? Then there are co-author books that may bring a community of women together, um, like-minded. Sometimes they're really beautifully done. Like the covers are beautiful. The pages are nice. Like no one makes any money off of it, really. Um, it's just, it's more of a collaborative experience. It's a way to kind of dip your toe into becoming an author. Um, and those are, those are great. Then there's um, like what we do, which is kind of 
We do have the goal of hitting this bestseller list, but there's expectations. So what we do is we use traditional publishing standards and everyone pays in and we hire professionals for the editors, book cover design, all the same treatment you would get with a traditional publisher. And we're very strict on the content. Like you have to be approved to be in the book, all that kind of stuff. And then we create all the marketing collateral, all the social media posts, all the email swipes, the marketing campaigns. We have a paid marketing budget. Um, this one that Wendy and I are doing, we actually have a speaking event, a summit attached to it, like all the things, because our goal and the buy-in was a little bit more expensive than maybe some of these other books. The goal is, is not only to make people best-selling authors, because that's, that's just a title. It's nice to have, but it's not going to really do much for you. Our goal is exposure for all of these authors to get them a lot of exposure and to get new eyes on their business. And so we bring together entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs often do business and collaborate and do things with other entrepreneurs. And then everyone is in that spirit of wanting to market and promote it. So everybody is getting exposed to each other's audiences at the same time. And we have all the proceeds go to charity. So there's nobody who's like, you know, writing $5 checks to every single person, or there's nobody taking home a bunch of money on the back end of it. It's really a marketing tool. And it's also a way, the last two books I did, I would say 60% of the participants have the goal of writing and publishing their own book, but first they wanted to go through the process and to see that way that you, the quality, how do you get it edited, the cover design, what, how do you launch a book to bestseller? How do you do the market? They wanted to see the process. And so um, that was a way to do it. But I never really intended to do these things. This was somebody, I was in a mastermind, approached me and we've just kept doing a few of them. But those are kind of the different levels. And so you really have to evaluate each one individually and you need to understand why you want to do it and see if, if that co-author book is the best fit for what your goal is. Does that make sense? Yes, totally, totally makes sense. And I love the support that you guys provide, you know, because sometimes you just like uh, hear people, they, um, they help you to write a book and that's it. You know, you write a book and then you're on your own, you know, on your own to publish it and to do every, every other thing that you need to do when you write a book. But I just love the support that you guys provide. So guys, share this room, bring more people in here because Patricia is dropping John. So girl, I love you. And thank you so much for answering my question. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mariana. And I think that goes for, you know, anytime you're writing a book, it's just the same as when you're looking for a mastermind or you're looking for somebody to help you create something is you just have to, once you do a quality check, you know, once you, you make sure the person passes the quality check. After that, it's really just seeing what your goals are and see if it aligns with the expert um, that you're going to be doing business with, because, you know, I am the first person to tell people who get on the phone with me that I'm not the best fit for them that, and send them to somebody who I think is. And, um, and, and I know who I'm a good fit for and who I'm not. And that's what we all need to do, particularly, you know, when we are in an environment like clubhouse 
where we're taking people based on, you know, their word, we're really start out as strangers here is, is to make sure that we're doing those checks and just make sure we align our vision, you know, with who we're investing in. So that's my, that's my two second lecture on that. But um, I appreciate everyone so much for being here today. I apologize, but I have got to jet to the airport. I am going to have eight people staying in my house for almost 12 days. So please say a prayer for me tonight. Um, but we are having the longest graduation party ever. So thanks, everyone. I'm going to pass this over to Nate. Hey, guys, can you just flash your mics for Patricia or come <laughs> off mic and just say thank you, Patricia. I love thank you. Have a safe flight, Patricia. Thank you so much. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you, Patricia. Sorry, guys, I was jumping out of the shower, but yes, we're going to call it a day. TM, man, if you if anybody has any thoughts, TM, you want to kind of help just over the next three minutes before we shut down? Do you want to kind of help navigate if anybody has yeah, no, any absolutely. questions or thoughts or uh, anything? Yeah, no, absolutely. As Patricia uh, waves us by, uh, champions, anybody um, want to um, close out with some last-minute comments? Uh, anybody on stage? This is your moment. Thanks for being here, everyone. We're back at it, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow morning. But anybody want to share? Have a great afternoon. If not, going once, going twice. Okay, Jane wants to come up and share. Hey, Jane, or anyone that's down, um, if you want to come up and share, please raise your hand. Come up to the stage. Go ahead, Jane. It's your, it's your stage right now. Thank you much. I wanted to share because there's a couple veterans in the room. And veterans usually mean that they have other generations that are veterans. I teach VA benefits. It's amazing how much is out there. I spent 12 years helping veterans and widows get their benefits. I do this now as a volunteer, totally free, retired, happy to help. If you are on LinkedIn, please find me. I will give you all the tools I use, and then you can come back to me when you have questions. Thanks. No, thank you. Uh, Jane is consistent. She is a serial advocate uh, for veterans, and she does an outstanding job. And so thanks for sharing that, um, Jane. And if you know a veteran who needs some resources, if you are a veteran in need of resources, one, we want to say uh, happy Memorial Day to you again, even though it is over. But please hit up Jane. Um, she's and the widows. Yeah, absolutely. And the widows. Please, There's yes. Not less less than a fifth of the widows get the benefits they're entitled to. Yes, yes, yes. So please, she, she is very resourceful, she's knowledgeable, and she is boots on the ground for veterans um, all over. So thank you for the work that you do, uh, and thank everyone uh, for being here. Anyone else wants to pop in before we uh, wrap it up? All right, guys. Well, Nate, I'm not sure if you're there, if you have anything else for us. No, I appreciate it, TM. Guys, uh, you know, if you if you joined us today, we appreciate you guys. It's always a blessing to share the space with you. And uh, we shared some social audio tips, some marketing tips. And as always, Patricia came in here and killed it with uh, just content creation and book writing tips. And uh, I love how she explains the value ladder. Um, uh, this is one thing I work with my clients on is just how to create a value ladder. That's how you that's the best way to sell stuff using the Internet. And we talk about this often. So um, create an offer, low ticket, mid ticket, high ticket. 
build out your value ladder. And I always love hearing Patricia Wooster explain that. And so guys, this has been the social media show. Just like TM said, the breakfast with champions, this room will be back open in the morning at 5 a.m. Eastern standard time with your daily dose of motivation, inspiration, and education, including uh, co-contributors, co-hosts, co-moderators, like Mr. TM Hyman, like uh, Glenn Lundy, like so many others. I could go on and on and on. We have a, a whole crew of people for you to uh, come in here and learn from, and it starts at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every morning. And you can also find us on the podcast at Breakfast with Champions Club on your favorite podcast platform, or you can find the link directly at Breakfast with Champions dot live breakfast with champions dot live so with that said guys we appreciate y'all being here i'm actually about to go play a poker tournament here in las vegas today and uh hopefully i will uh, be able to report good news to you guys tomorrow and uh this weekend we have the level up event here in vegas this weekend if if you haven't attended a live event this year yet and you're looking to learn from 15 20 different uh, uh, contributors social media creators content creators and learn exactly what they're doing exactly what we're doing to create success and you want access to a virtual ticket or a live ticket we're going to be live this week friday saturday and sunday from las vegas at a, a private estate with a red carpet we're going to go live with video footage, photo footage from the red carpet and uh, learn from different speakers. It's the, the event put on by Becker Brazil and Rachel Weaver called Level Up You. If there's any area of your life or business that you need to level up, and that includes me, that includes uh, hopefully anybody listening to this, then I encourage you to uh, attend this event this week. Uh, actually have a discount code where you can get access to the virtual and live recordings so if you can't attend any of the days this weekend you will have access to the recordings forever so shoot me a dm and say vegas and i'll get you that discount code uh, whether you attend virtually or live i encourage you guys to attend live events uh, throughout 2022 and beyond so with that said guys reach out if you ever need anything i always finish out these rooms by saying this is a day that the lord has made i will rejoice and be glad in it we will rejoice and be glad in it i encourage you to as well uh, we'll, we'll see you guys tomorrow. It's a blessing to share this space. And uh, one more thing, I'm all in. Are you? Thanks for being here, guys. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.